Hey there, boys and girls. It is January 21, 2016. Welcome to another episode of Sunday Underground Podcast. So... Yeah, and today we have an actual super special guest. What? Anyways. Well, you added super to it. Yeah. You just say special guest is not right, but super special, just quit. You so hateful. Qualified it. So hateful. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the show, Rachel, from... Um, such a close foodie. Yes. Um, they don't even know what's further south of uh, the, the border of Monterey County line. They're like, I don't even know what's down there, they say. so. But I don't even know what city. I, what, yeah. Uh, what's after, that, yeah. like, uh, on one, what's after Monterey? Fucking <laughs> L.A.? No, what, uh, Santa Barbara? Not that, not that coasty. <laughs> but after Chular, I have no idea what oh, happens. Oh, you're talking about 101? Yeah, Are I you have serious? no clue what happens. How and that's got to be one of the most boring drives in America. You know what? You are so wrong. South Monterey County has got to be one of the worst drives in America. You know what? It's not. Have you ever been on Lake Tahoe? Sorry. Yeah. You're just hating on, on, on the South. Well, Lake Tahoe's you're, just, curt- you're hating on the Southern. Dude, no. you go past you're King City, like past King City, there's like the Confederates. Two, two mile lengths of Highway 101 that are straight. Oh, yeah. did, you like, know can you, you add a curve here? No. Can you add a freaking curve? No. Oz, you need a better car because, frankly, if you're in a nice, comfy car. I was just telling Cujo my car has the $2,000 special handling package. <laughs> he was. His tires are more expensive than oh. the normal. Norm, okay. I don't like yeah. straight stretches of road. Okay, straight stretches so. of road. You know Teddy Roosevelt that, like in the forties. The, with the international, the interstate system. Yeah, but so you're wrong. One hundred and one <laughs> is not an interstate. One hundred and one is just a U.S. highway. Uh, five is an interstate, and that has beautiful. Well, you're going down the valley. It's straight, but it curves. It curves. It gives you a little freaking thing. One hundred and one says ah. You gotta go to Ventura. Gotta go straight. No, no. Oh, I no. feel like you're wrong. They follow That's El Camino that. Real. You know they follow a three hundred. Dude, El Camino Real. You get to you get to King City Fucking right before you get there. Spaniards four hundred years sharp ago. left. Okay. Know how to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like if you're on a horse, that makes sense. No, this is like, what this is what it sounds like when people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're following a three hundred year old road. We gotta upgrade that shit. Oh yeah, El straight Camino roads Real, don't man. Make, yeah. Didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Four Spaniards and a donkey are telling, are deciding where the hell I drive. No, nope. I don't like it. So when was the last time you drove down over uh, San Marcos Pass, or you know, I just, I grew up in a, uh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, which is a river valley. So you have no horizon. Nothing's on the horizon. It's just. Midwest sucks. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Again, a man who does not know what he's. Have you ever been there? Yes. Oh, okay, you you do have some connection there. Yes, All yes. Right. I spent time oh, in Indiana. Oh, you know what? I gotta say, Illinois on this one, I Michigan. do agree with him. Sorry, Midwest, but uh, I am well, an, I understand I'm an why, escapee myself. I understand why Montana is called Big Sky Country. Never, never got that. Big Sky Country, like we have a big sky in California. Uh, yeah, not when there's no mountains. <laughs> when it's just flat. Forever in oh, all so, four. Oh, you're saying that the Salinas. Salinas Valley is flat? Is this one of those? No, no. Again, when no, I went to opposite. Indiana, oh, yeah. when I went to Indiana in Michigan, Illinois, and it was like, yeah. what the? It's all sky. Is this one of those this states that comedians so you could watch your dog run away for like three days? Not really. No, no that's oh. that's Kansas, really, <laughs> and that's Nebraska. Those, those are more like the big ag states, but we do have some ag. We're we're kind okay, of not as there's a lot of things going on in Ohio, but it's uh, it's always I, I hate to say it. I get the stuff that comes over the uh, internet, and you're like, wait, butter G- touchdown Jesus. 
was uh, some sculpture that uh, was of uh, like Touchdown Jesus is at Notre Dame University. No, in the- Indiana. <laughs> Somebody built. This, oh, in the lake. This thing the lake one down by Cincinnati, and it's like Jesus's torso and arms and head, and it looks like he's either praising God or he's calling for a touchdown. So it was uh, call it touchdown Jesus, and then it got hit by lightning, and so like a there was all that money spent to build this B really weird thing, and then C it got struck by an act of God. I mean, what are we supposed to do with that? Except laugh and that it's from Ohio and that it happened that way. If I were into religion, I'd be like, that right there was touched by God. You know? <laughs> that is the, the, the thing right well, there. That's I, what we should be praying to. I like, I'm just I, saying. I like Ohio. Even you said you, th- you got touched by God. What the fuck? Go ahead. An act of God. No, We don't know if the act was positive or negative. I'm just saying. <laughs> Touchdown by God. I think that's what you're really Asshole. trying to say. <laughs> um, but I... How was that? Something just got quiet really quick. But um, what I like about Ohio... Could you pass me one of those hot dogs over there? Because there's like two of them over there, and you gave me the unfinished bruschetta, so... That's unfinished? Hey, you got to top it yourself. It needs some Which is bullshit! (laughs) No, none of that. I'm just going to... Makes sense, because if they would have gave it to us already topped, it would have fallen over. Not like this. But uh, but again, like I said, what what am I, a plebeian? Got to put my stuff together? (laughs) Hell no. I think it's plebeian. But I'm I probably not going to sit here. Yeah, I say <laughs> My English husband or calls things suedo, so you know it is what it is. No language has to have that little <laughs> little twang to it, or else it just gets boring and dry. <laughs> and that's why people like text messages. We've ruined our language. No. Did you put avocado on it? Well, actually, we I'm we got to explain it. again. We are looking at this stuff. People are not. So and uh, we took one picture. So we have to explain <laughs> what we're doing and why we're talking about bruschetta and hot dogs and pizza. So we're here with uh, again Central Coast Foodie, Rachel. Again, that that that's her that's her government name. <laughs> her government name is Rachel, but you could find her as Central Coast Foodie. Um, and so we said, hey, if, you know, we've been friends for a while. She hasn't been on the show yet. Which was weird. What's up with that? Yeah, but you're but uh, we got you. her on we got her on now, and <laughs> so we said, hey, let's 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 go out to our friends and get some food. We know we know so many people right here downtown, so you know what? That's exactly what we did. Everybody hooked you up. So what? What do we? And it, yeah, we did get hooked up. It is. It's a feast out here. We so got, all right. So what do, what do we have, Cujo? What is it, dinner it's, it's, and dessert. Explain to the, yeah, hell yeah, we do, All Cujo. Right, Explain so to them, what do we got? What do we got, Cujo? For an appetizer, we got this, and if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please. Well, you can't um, see. This is not a very descriptive term. <laughs> well, can I finish if I'm not pronouncing this correctly? It's called bruschetta. Yeah. It's a uh, shibata bread that's been, um, I want to say grilled. Yeah. That looks is like grilled oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And with a side of uh, avocado and tomatoes seasoned with something. I don't know what the and fuck And they're diced, is. right? Both of them are diced. I don't know the difference, so it just cut up to me. I yeah, know your fucking cuts, bro. Oh, is this? I thought it was chopsticks. I got all excited for a second. <laughs> Anyways, um, as a... We got bruschetta. As the main course, we got... Oh, uh, what's our main course? Two Google? hot dogs, one Chicago-style uh, chili dog with... Oh, no, it's just a Chicago-style Yeah, dog. apparently Chicago-style does not have chili. Me, I'm learning with to... With fries. Yeah, I know, right? Well, what does the Chicago have? Um, it, it looks like a pickle. Got a pickle in there? I'm going to just grab this with my hand. Where's that care. from? Which restaurant is the Oh, from Peppers. No, Peppers. Peppers. The, 
Hot dogs from Dubbers. The hot oh, dog yeah, is the from Dubbers. Very good. Are those very uh, good service there. Very friendly service, it seems like. Mel, Nick, Justin. I don't know. You just know them. You know, you know these people. It's, it's nice to know these people. You, know, you walk in there and it's the people hey. that run the place. Hey. What kind of pepper? Spicy pepper? Sweet pepper? I'm sorry. My mouth is burning. Um, <laughs> so it's a spicy pepper. <laughs> so that pepper. answers that. Yeah, it's spicy. But I'm it's calling it pepper like some, like some sort of European. <laughs> They're chilies. Oh, don't cry, Cujo. <laughs> oh, I, I'm into peppers. I'm just sick, and it doesn't help. But um, oh. yeah, that's it helps spicy. the sinuses. So we have uh, appetizer bruschetta from 201. Thank we you. have two hot dogs from Dubbers, and we also have another entree from 201. The pizza, which I have forgotten the name, it's got, and I'm gonna say it again because I love to say the word. It's got some sort of charcuterie on it. And it's a thin, flat pizza, like you would expect. It's got some sort of greens on there. What is, what is that greens? It's very not specific there. Go for it. Folks, okay. uh, it actually has prosciutto. And it you appear- can figure that out from looking at it? Yeah, because that's what uh, it's that skinny, skinny see-through ham-looking stuff is your prosciutto. Yeah? And Jeez. your green stuff... It looks like it's arugula. It looks does like look it's, like arugula. It looks like rocket. It's the the sort of stringier version, which generally is like a little bit more fuerte, if you know what I'm saying. I have no idea what any of this is, yeah, but it's good. Hell? Okay. <laughs> I'm so surprised if we can tell you that's arugula and that's it. Yeah. I think I'm seeing arugula, tomatoes, and... and rocket. Uh, uh, rocket style? Rocket. Or, rocket is a type yeah. of arugula. A type. There we go. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Because sometimes it grows super fast. Bing. I love arugula. Since the first time I ever had arugula, I was like, "What? what is this other greens with no flavor that I've been eating? Give me some of this. I had an arugula at, at a deli in North Hollywood. It was an arugula roast beef sandwich with horseradish mayo. And it, it changed my life. Why is it that the it less flavor it has, the, the fancier it is? I don't know. Because they're simple flavors. You could throw a bunch of salt and all not... this other bullshit on there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you could just crush up tomatoes and, you know, simple stuff. I was about to say salt, but I caught myself. <laughs> um, simpleness is where Triple it's at. Triple salt? <laughs> Dude, our ancestors did not have refined sugar or just, I could go to, I could go to Smart and Final right now and get 30, 30 pound bag of flour. You know, that's not, that's not natural. That's, you know, so... Basics is why it's better. So, so arugula is not always mild. It sometimes it's so strong that. Uh, <laughs> let my it go. Let or it go. My, All right, so I've got a story for you. Ham. The first time I was coming up to visit uh, and meet the podcast guys. Uh oh. Yes, I. Uh, I'm driving up, and um, at the time I was having a, a good supplier of avocados from our local organic farm, and. So I'm driving up and I'm having a snack because I'm assuming we're going to get together and have a beverage somewhere. And I managed to spill the avocado down the front of my shirt. And there's something about coming to Salinas, Salinas that I see anything it. for Salinas. No, I, spi- I feel like I'm. I, sp- I just did it again with this freaking pizza. Oh really? <laughs> I spilled it down my shirt. And earlier, you, I've taken off my jacket, but you missed it. But I was. I was taking my, my before meeting you guys for a drink snack, which is always a good idea, folks. Before you go out to do anything, yeah. make sure you have a little something in your stomach. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah or sure. on the front always. of your jacket, which is what it is for me. 
I think what? you're just a messy eater and you're trying <laughs> to make up for it by blame you know, it on like a yeah. Selena's curse. What's wrong with I'm you? Only here two this times a year, it only happens twice a year. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm like Jesus. I just did it again. I'm not blaming Salinas. I am just totally saying that it happens to me every time I come here. And I'm just maybe like too excited to see my friends or not paying attention or eating messy food. I'm not sure. But. I still think you have a, a drawer of canvas bibs at your house. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just trying to blame all that. Ah, it never happens. It's only when I'm here. <laughs> it really is only when I'm here. Seriously. Oh, but uh, so... Um, the we were talking. We did an interview last June with Chef Javier Placencia of Brasero. But you but you listened to the interview, Brasero Cocina de Raiz, and he was telling us about how his restaurant in Tijuana helped to change the town after everyone was all nervous about the violence and whatnot that was going on down there. So you were just telling me that uh, this is a realization that. You're having for Salinas as well, and I th- and I think you can see it in like every kind of town. There's something like there's there's powerful energy with food, don't you think, Oz? Yeah, food. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. It, food is is very very interesting, and again, we we started this with we we want to show a different side of our town, and it's like, hey, most of our town is not what what the perception is. And and the whole thing. Well, how do you, how do you change it? You know that that was the big question, and that that's what we asked Chef Placencia uh, during the interview: is how do you change that per, per perception? We're trying to do it for Salinas. You're trying to do it for Tijuana, which is a much I, again a much trickier thing. I guess you know there's different factors that go into it, but I think Tijuana has a much tougher reputation than Salinas. So and it's like, but you're you're bringing tourists in, and and this. This area around the uh, Avenida Revolución has really changed. Like, how did you do it? And you know, and he mentioned his, his restaurant. Where, well, we put a restaurant in this part of town where everybody said, "Why? Why would you do it there? No tourists go there. It's only crime that goes around there." But he said, "No, but we're, but this is where the people are. You know, this is where the concentration is." And and they had great success. And and to me, that when he said that again, people listen to it on the podcast, but we heard it, you know, three feet away from him. So it was like, damn, this 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 guy's really serious about food. This guy's really serious about food and his his wine in the Valle de Guadalupe and all that. And it was like, damn, what he must be onto something. And then and then what really see Tijuana people all that. Um, shout out to TJ there. Yeah. It is, but at the same time, it really messes with the flow of the podcast. <laughs> I've gotten by. I, oh, it, it gets a, like God, we're talking. We're we're talking to Mike's people. We're kind of busy right now. <laughs> In um, a public place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, and it's the public house of all places to do and it. Excel. Uh, yeah. Um, so so anyway, to me, it was like okay. I think uh, again because when you go to some small town or even a giant city or whatever, sometimes the best food is in this place that you yourself would never turn into. Unless some local told you that's where the food is, you would be like, I'm staying away from that. It looks like the fucking roaches and rats run that place. You know, but actually that's the place with the best food and then the neighborhood is, is that's its proudest point. Its proudest point isn't the park or the boys and girls club 
or the the redevelopment that the federal government just paid for. Their proudest point is food, is food. And again, I saw a documentary, and I believe it was a Vice documentary on Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the hipster breeding ground of America. <laughs> you know, I'm not too big a fan of it, whatever. But whatever, you people, you're people, you're hipsters. Ah, whatever. I'll deal with hipsters. That's okay. Um, but then, this is the man with the big ponytail. <laughs> well, I've had this is my tenth year with it. When in, in 2004, when I started growing this, hipsters didn't exist. Back then, they were called scene kids, a and they didn't have would hair like say this. I had this before it was cool. I'm the I'm ultimate hipster. <laughs> I'm doing great point, Cujo. I do, yeah. Well, you know I'm a hipster because I don't talk about me being a hipster. <laughs> Come on, a hipster, a hipster that talks about is a wannabe. A yeah. guy that just does things before everybody else, whatever. What's up? I'm a hipster. It's it's weird because it oh. contradicts itself. You're not a hipster because you're not trying to, but you're a hipster because you're doing it. It's it's a, it's a tough gig. It. It's yeah. a tough gig. It's Ultimately, a tough gig. Listeners, you know this is all nonsense. We, but, uh, you're all laughing right now anyway. It's like, uh, you know, uh, was it Roger Cook, uh, Kipling's The White Man's Burden? It's the hipster's burden that I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> That's a really weird, sorry, weird segue there. But, uh. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, so I saw this thing in Williamsburg where some people just started cooking on the street. And it's like the cops in Brooklyn have. And what were they cooking? Way more barbecue. They were doing something. They had a little little hibachi there on the street, just doing it. It, it, it was a, a, cylind- a cylindrical a grill smoker. Yeah, I'm down. Can I have I dropped my thin ham. It's right there. It hasn't, oh, the it's thin, on the floor. This is ham. This floor is 120 years old. I am not going to fucking eat it. Don't pick something. it up. Yeah. Prosciutto. No. Prosciutto. It's Italian. Italiano. Italian I put, for good? <laughs> yes, it's totally Italian for good. What we do with prosciutto is we get one thing from the Trader Joe's, and when you're doing an egg scramble, you got some of your greens, like your kales or your arugulas. Anything that's, not, that's burlier than lettuce... And you do a scramble. Maybe you've got some uh, Savoya or a microphone. Mic drop. <laughs> this guy's done. This is over. <laughs> so you got some, mix up some, uh, some onions and uh, you can do it in butter. We happen to like using bacon fat for breakfast. So that's a, that's a big favorite is we use extra bacon fat. I have that too. Oh, 100 yeah. bacon fat is the best it's cooking gravy, right? It's the best thing for breakfast. <laughs> I, I just, uh, sometimes I make bacon just for lunch. <laughs> for me. Seriously, really? totally. I freaking love it, man. I have to like wean myself off of it a little bit. But you mix that up with a little bit of breakfast. You got some greens going. You got some cheeses, little onions, and you gotta maybe. Then you can dial it back a little bit with the eggs. Save yourself on some of your nice eggs that you're getting because you want to spend a little bit more money for some good eggs. And oh, that makes a great, great breakfast. And you got that little salty thing going on with the prosciutto. And you don't need much of it. It's like a little bit of a taste of... We have a, a little bit of things with meat. We've got the hot dogs here. And um, that was and the, and the prosciutto. So just like meat as like an accent, like a spice almost, as opposed to the, the main thing that you're eating. When I hear spice, I think it's going to burn my tongue. And it's just <laughs> not doing it to me. I'm Caliente. Sorry. Cinnamon is a spice and vanilla exactly. is and a spice. You're supposed to like burn it, that. burn your tongue if you like eat a lot, right? That's so why they have all those like cinnamon challenges. The hell does it do to you? I don't get it. I've never tried it, so well, I don't know. The, I really don't know. The, I'm, cinnamon, the cinnamon challenge. I don't care how stupid I say. Um, cinnamon dries. It's it's the opposite. 
I don't know if it's the opposite of salt, where it like attracts water, and dries you up, and you're supposed to cough. Fuck science. Though. Um. So what? What kind of hot dog is this one that's not got the chilies on it? Is this it's like Chicago a, style. It, that's pretty good. So I feel like I'm bogarting it here. I'm gonna pass it over. Well, the reason we got the hot dogs as well is because Justin, Justin, I'm calling you out right now. Where's the chili? Bring back the chili. We there was supposed to be the the thick afterburner chili. Vegetarian. And, yeah, vegetarian chili. Come on, dude. Come on. Totally I'm not against you. veggies or anything, but hey, dude. Hey, what Justin. Are, what's next? Vegetarian brisket? Justin, you PC, bro? You PC? <laughs> That's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, but I love that. Again, Selena's finally has this, these nice, cool food things. I mean, I mean good. Good. Look, we, we have hot dogs. We have pizza with prosciutto on it. What's it? Prosciutto? I'm learning. <laughs> we got these baked goods. These are... Oh, we haven't gotten to the baked goods. We haven't even got to dessert. Well, because no, we're barely well. eating... Um, so, what do we... Well, from Blue Aces Bake Shop, again, yes. Blue Aces and... Rachel, I kind of wanted you to turn you on to Blue Aces. Um, Blue Aces, oh, they funded themselves through a Kickstarter. Oh. This is one of the, the rare Selena's things or very technological. You know, Adrian Jimenez. Shout out, Adrian. Again, our, our good friend. Um, Blue Oasis. Blue Aces. Blue Aces. Aces, yeah. A-C- like, 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 oh, like, like, Aces. Like, I got a full house or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, Blue so Aces. yeah, Blue Aces Bake Shop on Gabaland Street, <coughs> and she makes the greatest, the, the best. Again, w- we have here is um, green tea, what green tea pie, Mexican cho- hot chocolate cookies, uh, whiskey and bacon brownies, bourbon and bacon, bourbon and bacon yeah. brownies. And some There's apple so fritter oh thing. Yeah, we had her cut oh it up. Oh my gosh, this looks fantastic. And yeah, th- this is you could get this in Salinas every day. And don't get me wrong, you can get some of the best baked Mexican food in the world here in Salinas. But you can also get some of these these great baked. I, what what's the other stuff? The meringues. Yeah. Is it meringues? Is that is that the plural of meringue? Is meringues? I think it's meringue. <laughs> yeah, that that's that would seem well, right. Yeah. Oh god, I'm laughing at my own joke. That's terrible. But we got um, cookies and cream meringue. I gotta have another bite of this. Let's try one. I have to have more hot dog though before I have baked goods. My husband is a super duper sugar bomb man. There's all you, Baldo. It's bad. It's too much sugar, but he's his Swiss and their family just seems like they're wired for chocolate. Yeah, I was about to say chocolate. Oh that's my god, so they just they, they have they I, didn't get chocolate till like four hundred years ago. Oh my god, so I just don't even. That's make, why they knew they needed it. I don't. I don't even make desserts for them anymore when they come over for dinner because I like show up with it. No, no, they either show up with it themselves or they're so unimpressed by my homemade thing. They're like, oh, another chocolate thing. I had something for lunch. Really? It's like so much chocolate. It's not even like special anymore. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You gotta shake it up a little bit. I would talk down to them and say, "Hey, bro, <laughs> for the Europeans showed up. You guys didn't know what the fuck chocolate was. No, they are Europeans though. That's why they're so crazy about the chocolate. Yeah, they they came to Mexico and took our chocolate. 
our cacao. No, I think I'm good. I'm going to have some of this. Like, uh, we had chocolate. And we said, hey, we're going to put it in mole and make it good. European oh God, said, we're going to so throw, awesome. we're going to concentrate the milk chocolate and then put it in there as well. You know what? I have Europeans, to say, they ruin tomatoes and they ruin chocolate. Uh, Sorry, and, Europe. And and I have to say that I, I heard some story about how some nun, um, some Euro- and then it was she was nun. Spaniard, yeah. Well, you know Mole what? does come from a Spaniard. But you know what? No, I'm sorry. No, she did not imagine up that combination. That was a Oaxaca thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely got she it from the, the local, from her culture. The, the local crowd. That was yeah. nearby her, don't you think? Yeah. Well, and even if she didn't, well, she used the metate to make it, so she would have. It would have not come out the same without the instrument. So, yeah, I, I completely agree that she just took it from some of the the natives that were at the mission. It's like said, the fight hey, over. Uh, I made this. No, you didn't. Fucking Spaniards, dude! You brought your religion and you brought your stupid language over and your whiteness. And what the fuck? Stupid language. That's a and dumb language. Here. Wait, are we talking about well, the whole? We added. Mexican Spanish is the best version. Okay, of thank you. I was like, let's okay, got way more twang. I would never speak Spanish in Spain. If I were ever in Spain, I would never speak Spanish. I would only <laughs> use English. I would because if they hear me speak Spanish, what those freaking Castellanos would fucking lose their mind. You know, it's you get used to it after a while. You watch enough tele telenovela. Mexican Spanish is so chill. It's so chill. Oh, it, you know what? You're the, the Spanish language. Particularly Mexican Spanish is wonderfully efficient. It's a, it's a, it's sexy, and it's like you can have a one-word sentence. I mean, you can't do that in English very often. You could go, no, pusta cabrón, <laughs> and that means like a million things. Yeah, <laughs> those are four words, four words, and pos is not even a word. <laughs> No, it's a great language. It's super fun to learn, though. It's way more fun than German. And French is kind of cool, but you feel like you're, like, doing something. French is cool, but when am I going to be in Algiers, you know? When am I going to be using it? When you go to the South? Seriously. uh, Visit St. Louis and be like, I took a little French. Or if you want (laughs) St. Louis, you go a little north there. I think you're talking about Louisiana, which St. Louis is not in. Okay. Californian, <laughs> I'm thinking Georgia, shit. right? My bad. Well, unless uh, so you want to read we, some Albert Camus, like the way he wrote it, you know all about uh, Algerian geography, but you don't know like Central Coast geography, like what's below no. Shular. Well, I no, no. I'm a freaking idea. <laughs> Again, I don't know. the only reason Spreckles? why the, is it Spreckles? Yeah. I can't remember. The only reason why I know about Al- Algiers is again because I brought Albert Camus. I read, the, I read The Stranger, and I was like, why is this French guy in Africa? And then I was like, wait, Algeria? What? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the only reason why I know about Algiers. And, um, oh, the history of colonialism is like, uh, you know, scary world travel in a, you know, terribly awful way. It's like, that's a really lame way of describing it. But the, <laughs> the, 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 the like, did you know that there was um, a scene cut from... Um, Apocalypse Now, where they had the whole uh, French family in the Vietnamese. Uh, there was a whole scene that was totally cut, which is on the extended director's cut, because of France, France and Vietnam's connection. So, just a lot more. World that's travel, true. Yeah, Vietnamese food, do speak international French. thing. Casablanca also. But at least they kicked them out of French the in Africa. Country. There wasn't even black people in Casablanca, and that shit took place in Africa. Other than 
The piano guy. Who's the piano? Sam. Maybe South Africa. Again, Sam. But you know. Oh, I don't remember that song, ma'am. Oh, come on, Sam. So there's there's Play only it again. one African man in all of the uh, pretty much in all of the movie. One speaking well, part. Yeah, right. I, right. Everybody else was white. Well, that's a even that's though Ricky was awesome. Holy shit, Casablanca is a is a badass American movie. I love that movie. I like Humphrey Bogart. He would play he's, he's he would the, play roles where he Humphrey came off Bogart. looking bad, you know. And a lot of dudes were just not really into. You know, Cary Grant never played anybody slimy, but Humphrey Bogart would like the. I'm I'm sorry, the treasure of the Sierra Madre. We don't need no stinking badges. That's actually, you know, he's a terrible, his character is a venial, paranoid, kind of awful person who tries to murder other people. And it's all about gold and money and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he didn't care about playing this really unattractive role. He was just Kevin Spacey of his time. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Spacey is an American treasure. We should should defend him. He is American. Is I look. He? I looked it up. Can I ask you a question before we move to dessert? Yeah. Because I think that I love. I want to move the dessert. I, I to love the eating. focus <laughs> on the food, but I want to ask you. I want to spring my question on you. This, this is the. Uh, I do a radio show down in San Luis Obispo County. The uh, you know there be dragons kind of part of <laughs> Central Coast <laughs> for the Salinas Underground podcast, folks. But. Um, so I do a show called X Marks the Spot with Central Coast Foodie every Friday from 2 to 3 on our local LPFM, a low-power frequency station. It's like a five-mile radius, but we stream around the world. So I open my show do with... Do you guys save that so you can listen to it afterwards? I record it. It's up to the, re- the, the air talent. And some people just... You know, what's really cool is we, ha- we used to have a really cool station. And when I moved out to the Midwest... I'm sorry, from the Midwest 10 years plus ago, I thought, oh, I'm moving to California. There's going to be some great radio there. And it was a wasteland of terrible radio from, you know, my whole central coast. So in the last two years, we got this LPFM, but I kept on hearing about, like, years ago, there was this station called K-Otter. And K-Otter, K-O-T-R, was very cool. They were up in Cambria, and then they, I think they might have been in Morro Bay, but Essentially, they got absorbed into K-Pig. Oh, that's at, around here. Epum Freedom, <laughs> yes. And so they absorbed kind of the gestalt of K-Otter and its cool funkiness. And and then they kind of clear channeled it a little bit. You just said gestalt. <laughs> I've never heard that word in my life. Okay. Uh, they, they kind of get at the, the overall feel and the the... the what that radio station's about. When you describe it to people, it's kind of like... The umbrella thing that's the gestalt we'll get you hooked up with that word it's yeah, a good it one super german and scary it is super german good if were, call if there were jews here we'd be a bit concerned. no 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 no, no. it reminds you of gaston <laughs> i'm thinking gestapo gaston. Gaston. No. which is why i bring up jews <laughs> g-e-s-t-a-l-t i think is how that's kind of how gestapo is spelled right <laughs> Okay, no, no. I will not allow you to do that to that word because it's kind of a cool word, which like gets at the whole thing. It was until we figured out the root. <laughs> Germans do not come up with cool words. No, oh, you guys, you guys. Okay, so so my radio show, I do X marks the spot with Central Coast Foodie. I do interviews and I do foodie tunes, either that 
reference the kind of music I'm t- talking about that day or actually talk about food in the, in the song somewhere. And then we do commentary about the food system. And it's been super fun. And I did a show for a friend of mine who hooked me up. It was after the Paris bombings, actually. And he hooked me up with some YouTube videos that I was able to play on my show, which was American artists playing on the streets of Paris. So, like, this happened in 2014, and they were recorded, and they're, they're almost like pop-up concerts with, like, no amplification or very low amplification. And it was really cool to do that show with my friend who lives in Mobile, Alabama. And he hooked me up with the music. I chose the ones I liked, and then we played the show. And so I want to ask you guys, let's do a show. And I want to know what's on the Salinas Underground playlist. Like, what's the music that is not completely random because you think that would be funny and... And it would, but like, what is some music that has happened in the first? How many? How long have you been doing this podcast? This oh, we're in January. I this is our twentieth, twenty-first month. You're working on two years. Yeah, Close, you're yeah, closing in on yeah. two years. So I'm sure there's shows. I know that one time you guys were interested in the uh, the revolution will not be televised. And Slayer. I just need to bring up Slayer. Okay, and that and was the joke. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll let it go. <laughs> Anyways. Why why Slayer? Tell me about it. Because you're Because the band. white man landed on the moon. Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm just like <laughs> randomizing. Yeah, but it's the whole metal thing. But, like, but Cujo, I gotta throw in a metal song. It totally there has to be a metal song because Cujo, you're in a metal band, right? Mm. Well, I was gonna lead off with the blues song too, so you go ahead. What blue song? Muddy Waters Bus Driver. Have oh, you played that before? Why? Yeah. Because uh, in, in that song, Muddy Waters, Muddy Waters' girlfriend or wife or his woman in that song cheats on him with the bus driver. What? But he needs to take that bus to get to work. What? So he has to deal with that bus driver every day. He has to see that bus driver that took his girl. Okay, what does that have to do with your podcast? Day? Well, we are, are trying to change the perspective of Selena's and the view of Selena's. But the only way to do that is to work with the people that have made this perception a reality. You have to get on the bus with that bus driver. Yeah. Oh, man. We have to sit there and be like, dude, you're the ones that fucked us over, but you're also the one that's going to get us to where we want to be. That's a great answer, Oz. See, I have no such deep answer for anything (laughs) I have to say. That's okay. So... That's why I'm leaving this up. Can we play some bus up. driver? Let's play some of the songs. Dude, yeah. Uh, what was it called? I'm sorry. Let's get kicked off of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's good too. All right. Yeah, bus, um, bus driver, but muddy waters. If the if the waters family comes after us, come on. What are you going to take from us? A Chicago style hot dog from Dubbers? Yeah. Not- some some meringue from Blue Aces. We'll we'll, we'll hold the meringue for the uh, the muddy waters family, for sure. Okay. I I I bullshitted about knowing what the hell lemon meringue was because I just heard of the name. But eating that, I've never eaten anything like this in my life, and this is amazing. Ah. What is meringue? I, I I don't know what meringue is. What, that is like some delicious ass oh, cracker with like look, a look, marshmallow in the middle. Oh my gosh! Let's play a game. What do you think it is? What do you, what ingredient do you think Why? makes that Why, thing? Kujo? Do you hate me? Do you hate me? <laughs> Are we still going? Yeah. <laughs> he just disconnected my headphones. Oh. They got very so, silent in my head. What do you think that's made of? Because it's in this little form. Let's describe it, I, listeners. It looks it, like a, a Hershey like a, kiss. It looks like a Hershey's kiss that's come out of like a little piping bag that's got some little whatnot. Yeah, okay, yeah. It definitely did come out of a, a of a, a yeah. What, 
pastry bag a or pastry something. Bag, yeah. And it's like super duper lightweight, right? Very, very lightweight. So is that made of beef? Is it made of uh, chilies? There's animal in it? There is animal in that. Is there really? Yes. Wow, I would I would never well I would this is What part of the animal do you think that's I think this is sugar beaten with an egg? <gasps> Oh, you are very good. Really? Yes, is it, senor. Is it, is, egg, it, is, it, is it really? E- egg whites. This is egg, okay. And it's, oh, but good, you, that's it's, why it's, it's soft. The, and there's this magic, it, this is my, perhaps not something you have done. You are a, you are a, an experienced cook. Baking's not my deal. I'm no, not a baker. So, that's okay. But this is where you beat the hell out of it with the mixer and... Fuck it. I just wanted to throw that in there. Motherfucker. I just wanted to throw that in there for the, the wolf fitness. Oh. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I was a little jealous when he said, like, God, I think I was a sailor in another life. I thought that was so funny. I've still laughed about that. But uh, You can, yeah. You, we're on the internet, Rachel. You can cuss and say whatever <laughs> I can, you want. I can't do Let it all that. out. Yeah, no, no, no. let it all out. It's okay. But that's uh, beating the egg whites really... Not too much, because then it can. So turn you get in, the peaks. Because you don't want to turn it into butter. You get the peaks. Like you pull your little mixer out, and if it's like holding together and making like a, it looks like a little mountain of snow. Yeah. But it's not turning into butter, and so you you don't want to. That's the tricky thing with this. So meringues. Oh, so okay, so you have to find that because you could keep going, and you're like, no, no, it'll tell me when it's done, but no. If you keep going, it's like, oh, shit, well, I have butter. It's, it's over. Yeah, so you have to, oh, we have to find, well, well, Adrian, she found that, 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 oh, it's so light, and, and it, it's just sugar? How did she get the cookies and cream in there? I'm sure there's How do you get the lemon in there? You gotta For your one, lemon ones. Zest. One meringues. I'm, I'm assuming zest. Um, oh. Pass them down. I couldn't find the song, by the way. <laughs> Bus Driver by Muddy Waters. Really? Okay, so so that's one thing. I'm not going to lie. I was going to prank you and play the wheels on the bus go round and round. And then I forgot the name of your song, so. All right. <laughs> Bus Driver. Bus Driver, Muddy Waters. Thank you. So that's one song. That's a great idea, though. That's, again, I love that song because I, I, cause I don't even know if he's really talking about a woman. You know, he could be talking about the, the music industry or whatever. But when I actually paid attention and it was like, man, that, uh, that would suck. Like, I depend on you to, to take me where I need to go, but you've betrayed me in one of the worst ways a human can betray a human. And I guess so we're back to the song. The you want me to just go ahead and play it? Yeah, go, yeah. jump in wherever, right, man. Um, These are really good meringues, by the way. Good job. <laughs> Blue Aces Bake Shop. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Jimenez, Blue Aces Woo. Bake Shop. She is not messing around. It's got a little ass spot, but it's the best. Fuck that fucking, I don't know, the, the tuning for blues guitars is, is just heaven. It's not that much different from anything well, and everything else. No, no, very, no, because you're, you're more down here. I, there's that poster that has the, all the chords. Well, then you're thinking of the lead. But if you're looking at yeah, if you're looking at chord and shit, yeah, the chord can be well. I'm not gonna say anywhere, but it can be anywhere down the neck. You could be at the on the first fret. You can be on no frets. You can be on the twelfth fret. You're anywhere. That's the lead that just sings, you know, along with the singer. Yeah. Like all this background shit you're listening to. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, right now it's a harmonica. Grab a bite. See, that's where I suck. Where I hear one sound, you know? You could divide them up in all the instruments and it creates a song. They knew what the hell they were doing. Muddy Waters. It's so good. I didn't know who he was. One time in get uh, hit, hit Parade. There's that rock and roll magazine called Hit Parade. And in the very back page, it was right after Muddy Waters had died. And they had his obituary. And I read it like a thousand times because we didn't have cable, so I had to read it. <laughs> and I was like, damn, who is this guy? And why were they, Why are they like giving him this big tribute? And I got older and I was like, holy fuck. So good. Okay, so we got one. We got one song, maybe two songs, because um, the revolution will not be televised. That's such that a great, too obvious. That's, a, that's a, um, such a great song. Uh, I don't know what's called. I'm oh, you're old. That's part of our podcast. Your old you know? theme song. I kind of love yeah. that song, and I kind of miss Take it. Take off. Take off. And to the great north. Long that's north. what I keep thinking Take of. Off. But I know North had nothing to do with it. It's a beauty place to go. Take off. So who is it? Who's, whose song is it? Bob and Doug McKenzie. Okay, you, you, remember can't, Bob you, can't take, you can't take their song. No, uh, we're not taking it. Yeah. So great. Makes again, me laugh every time. Well, that song also comes from Rebellion, which is the reason why we use it. Television show that was like Saturday Night Live. It was pr- the Canada's response to Saturday Night Live. Well, in the United States, they didn't show Canadian commercials. So for some reason, the Canadian, the American version of the show was 32 minutes long, where the Canadian version was only 30 minutes long. So the American show was two minutes longer. So the Canadian. Um, National Television Network, you know, the BBC version of, of in Canada, they said, hey, in those two minutes, can you put more Canadian broadcasting in the show, you know, make, make it more Canadian? And, and in their eyes, they were like, dude, we're a Canadian show. Everything we do is Canadian. <laughs> kind of 100%, yeah. man. So for <laughs> them to get back at the government for forcing them to do these extra two minutes, they parodied these Canadian guys like, oh, you, you hoser. Hey, what do you get? Take off, eh? Take off. You know, that these guys that were all into drinking and hockey and Hortons and all, and all this. Um, it's the... the- what show is this? There's like there was the Great White North that was made from their television show. No, the yeah, it it, it wasn't Second City Tele. I think it was. It might have been Second City Tele- Television actually, um, but yeah, but it, it was a, a Canadian show, and it was it was a Canadian uh, version of Saturday Night Live, a sketch show, a sketch show. You know, so they did all Canadian content, but but the the network wanted them to do. More Canadian content for these last two minutes. You know this this podcast. I'm quite sure is Canadian friendly, a Canadian friendly podcast. Just because I say a a lot, <laughs> I don't like that maple syrup is so goddamn expensive in this. Oh, game. fuck! Wayne. We have that Wayne. fake stuff. Just buy buy Aunt Jemima's, man. Come don't, on, don't buy that stuff. Man. What's wrong with Aunt Jemima's? No, no, no. You stay <laughs> I don't away. know a stay lot away. about Vermont. Stay away. I don't know. 
that much about Vermont, but they better have fucking maple trees out there. That's all. I don't know why I think Vermont should be like the um, American maple capital, but I don't like getting this Canadian shit that's like $16 for eight ounces. Dude, man. Fuck. It's not cheap. I don't even know that. It's always on the top shelf, and it's always in this fancy glass bottle. And it's really expensive. You know, Oz, you should stay out of Whole Foods. You should not go shopping at I've the Whole Foods. I've never been to Whole Foods. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm from Salinas. I can't go to Whole Foods. I go what? to Grocery Outlet over these prices. What are you prices. talking about? You, your, your car does not move more than 30 miles from uh, this vortex of Salinas? Salinas. No, I Monterey is there. We got everything here, honestly. Come on. This is the <laughs> this is the capital of this county, and my Monterey. When we went to Pebble Beach for the food, that was awesome. And when when I only have to deal with the workers, that's cool because the workers <laughs> live in Salinas. The people, like, dude, give me some oh, fucking you know space. You know what? Here's the deal. Here's the deal is that I'm so tired of hearing all this, I don't get the coast. I'm just from Salinas. You have this pueblito attitude. And I think the next thing we have to do is I'm going to give you a tour of your own freaking Monterey County because I think this is such a beautiful county, including adorable little Salinas as this wonderful little, I mean, if Okay, friends, if you are coming like I do from uh, San Luis Obispo County and you drive up on the 101, uh, if you think that you understand what's... This is 101. Right. If, <laughs> There's no the there. If you, whatever. I've taken, I've taken to it. But if you're driving past and you think there's just a bunch of car, car dealerships and fast food and stuff from in, in the Salinas, then you need to get yourself off oh, the highway. OMG, you're missing Sonics. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Go ahead. But it's such a cute town that you cannot see. If you're driving through, like sometimes you can see someplace that's got like buildings and mountains or whatnot on the horizon. But it's hard to see your town because it's ag and it's flat and you're in the valley here of the Salinas River. Yeah, no, that that's it's that's definitely true. And again, I've worked with the planning department on my senior project, and that was my big thing with them. It's like, dude, we need a tall building here. We we need something to uh, landmark to show, hey, you're in a city. Um, and yeah, and because and, and the east side is fuck. I I don't know. It's not intimidating to me, but I I guess I could see how it could be intimidating to no, others. No, it's just a view from the highway. But, um, it looks like it's just a bunch of concrete. Yeah, yeah, and and it is, and we do have great again to me like Jalisciense. Jalisciense is Jolly the, Science. Yeah, you can't the, pronounce it. Jolly Science. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, in Salinas, if you you talk about Jolly Science, people know. It, it's not even making fun of it. I swear, I thought I made that up working with the people that I did. Oh, you think? Yeah, you yeah. think you did? No, jolly, cool. jolly science. Just, if you're born and raised that. in Salinas and you say I'm going to Jolly Science, what is that? In Jalisciense. Mm. Um. So, yeah, they have like the best chavelas. I'm not gonna promote them and say they have the best. I haven't tried them all out, but they have some great chavelas. Mm. Well, next yeah. door, Mi Tierra also does very, very good chavelas. Oh. But Jalisciense, again, what's most special about Jalisciense is within a two-mile area, there's three of these restaurants. Three of them. Number one, two, and three. And they all do their own thing differently. You go to this one for the quesadillas. You go to this one for the chavelas. Nice. You go to this one for the carnitas. Well, but that's Gutierrez. You only go to Gutierrez for the carnitas. <laughs> what did 
have the... Uh, Damn straight, man. I'd say whatever you, whatever so, um, you think I should have. Something different, but that's not too portery. Too portery. I'm not... I, 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 can, I can handle some porter, but I'm a little bit more of an IPA girl. What did I just have? Uh, I had the uh, Tricera hops. That was quite good. And we blew it out. Ooh. It's done? It's done. I didn't like... So what, but I think I'm you. hoping I'm going to get a Lost Abbey something. As opposed to, you know, something. No, you do not want our last obby something right now. Those are like 11% oh, plus that, beers. Oh, that's the, that's the really the dark Kuv- one. Kuveta Tom is like 13%. Okay. just And the other dark. Lost Abbey Angel share is like 123 or something. So next time you come through, we're going to Holly Center. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh. I don't know which one. <laughs> what did I'd I go, get? What's my usual one? Okay. Um... Off of Alicienza at the top of the hill. Alicienza? Which was the one at the top of the hill on Sanborn? On Alisal. The one at the top of the hill. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, right by the Wienerschnitzel and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's the Chavela place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So I just I think it's really super fun to get to know a town by discovering its great food. Yeah. And you live here. That's what I, yeah, that's what and I You try I agree to get the word well. out about the great food here. And. Part of the reason I developed my podcast or my, my website and all our associated media is that we want to keep the businesses like this one that we really enjoy in business. And so part of that is letting people know that it's here and where they can find it. So I think you've got some really exciting things here happening in Salinas. It's, uh, and it's actually, cute. You know what? Yeah, th- th- thanks for bringing that up. That kind of that reminds me of um, Mary Lynch. She's this bicycle lady. What the hell is her goddamn website called? Bicycle Monterey. Bicycle Monterey. I, I know it, yes. Yeah, it's called Bicycle Monterey, but but it's Bicycle Monterey County. And she has one of some of the best write-ups of the East Side. I mean, she's, really? she's got it's like 3 pages long, you know. It's she's she's very bicycle centric. Everything she says is 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 bicycle wide, but she's great at being like, "Hey, look, from this this block to this block, this is all you can find. So, um, yeah, Mary Lynch does an excellent job. Excellent job. Um, Shout she's out to Mary Lynch. Yeah, she, she's always reaching out to us and That's awesome. know, t- tweeting us. And her Helmet Thursdays, you know, there's all these places that she teamed up with where if you ride your bike there, you get a discount and all that. Which so, is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, riding you. Right. And you have some uh, Ciclovia. Ciclovia, yeah. Letty. Dude, again, I just had a great conversation with Lefty on cost? Sunday. No. Oh, God. I do not. Do you have a bike? I have a moped. No, Who I, don't? It, That's it's called so wrong. a couch. Hello. Could you please somebody and this donate? this couch can turn on my television. <laughs> these, But these bike events are super cool, man. There's a group called Bike Friendly Watsonville. You know how cool that is? We got the Bike Salinas crew. We've had them on the show before. They're super bike friendly. And they're always trying to get... Um, Bike polo teams going. Well, bike see, polo. So the way I see, bike like, polo, that's a sport, you know. It's crazy. It's yeah. biking is big because there's that. What's this bicycle shop right here on Monterey Street called? Bobcat. Bo- is that Bobcat? And no. then there's that one on the north. The that one on the north Bobcat. main. That's Bobcat. And this is <laughs> again. I don't know what what this one's called right here on Monterey Street. And then right here on Gabaland, there's Valley Bikes. Oh, really? So there's three independently local owned. Bicycle shops in Salinas, so it's like this is. There is a lot of 
bikers. There's 160,000 people here. I think it's so hard for people to I think people forget that. You know, 160,000 people. One of the 50 densest cities in the country. Really? Yeah. Nah. We're number 50. Totally too many cities. We're number 50. Nah, We're denser than Portland. Salinas has a higher density than Portland, Oregon. Wow. Which is, again, another hipster freaking mecca. But this <laughs> town really wants is... He's dreaming of Williamsburg, man. Well, no. I, again, well, that, that's... Have you seen his mustache lately? He's already... He's that's half, actually true. Yeah, I didn't even think there. about that. Oh, my God. <coughs> but he's, to he's criticizing hipsters. With this, and this is a man who's got like a little mustache twirl. It's so funny. Well, cause, <laughs> well the reason I did I? that is because of Leland Furry. You know, we we have an excellent barber right here on Ga- on Gabaland Street. Oh, you're blaming and- the barber on it? No, now. no, I, I don't blame her at all. I love <laughs> it. I, I my niece was here because my my sister is in the Air Force and so she's stationed in Guam, and she has a freaking kid, which sucks because you fall in love with freaking kids when they're freaking born, and now I have to, my niece is growing up six thousand fucking miles away, um, so I see her once every two years. So she was here this last year. And she was hogging the fucking bathroom because, shit, she's eight years old and already knows how to hog a bathroom. <laughs> so I was like, she's I'm not, I'm not going to kick this kid out of the bathroom. You know, this is my niece. So then I didn't get to shave for a week. So then my, like, a, not a beard grew up, but stuff grew out. Like, what the hell is this? What is this? I've never had this. And then, I, and then I, I saw we had a barber, you know, Leland Furry. Great barber. She she works at the uh, Pebble Beach Golf Resorts on her, her day off, and but yeah, she's this old school barber here in downtown Salinas. And I was like, well, I love showing off Salinas, but I, I've never had a reason to go to a barber. You know, I get my uh, Gillette freaking four quad whatever razor and just shave myself every two days. And <coughs> so now all of a sudden I was a week in, and I was like, damn. I have a I have a choice to make. As your hipsters showing, I, I, I have a I have a choice to make, but um, and she had just opened up, so I was like, I I, I this is great. This is great. I hear so many times I hear like people that that leave Salinas and come back and they're like, oh yeah, I went to this barber that that gave you a straight razor shave. It's like, well, Leland does that. Oh, well, well, this barber uh, put a hot towel on you. Well, Leland does that. Oh well, well, they used a hot hot foam. Well, Leland does that. Like you don't have to be in this whatever you think is a fancy city. You know, you don't have to be in Santa Barbara or downtown L.A. or the Mission District in San Francisco or Williamsburg or Oakland. You don't have to be that. Your your town has that. You're just not looking for it. You know. So when I saw that, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to show this off. Show off my mustache. No, I don't care about that. I want to show off Leland. This whole thing is advertising for Leland. People appreciate your mustache. You make sure you shout out Leland Furry right down the street. Oh my gosh, her name Furry? Leland Furry. Yeah, (laughs) Leland Furry. James yes. now has, every, has a point. A barber, his name is Furry. Come on. I had never even thought about that. That's how I pronounce her last name. Oh. She, she, oh, okay. she's, a, she's from the South, so they probably do like Furay or something. But no, screw that. It's like ZZ Top, the one guy that doesn't have the beard. His last name is Beard. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. Whoa, that's perfect for advertising. But uh, Leland Furry has a... Has a, a, a 
you know, she has family, and they're all. I'm they're not all trying to. Talk I don't know shit. if you all I'm have seen saying. this mustache lately. I don't know if there's been like a uh, a team picture or something. But no, uh, again, because I don't do this for myself. So you're I do just gonna this. have to imagine it's like the most outrageous thing. If you've seen like a Texas Longhorn, that's what his mustache looks and like. And you could get it in Salinas as well. Leland is she does not overcharge. This is a world class barber. Anything that you want. Again, a straight razor shave, hot foam, hot towel, whiskey, whatever the fuck you want. This is Salinas has this. You don't, you, again, it, it upset me that so many people were, oh, well, well, when I used to live here, we had that. And it's just, it's talking down on Selena's. And it's like, well, we have that same shit. We have that same. You could talk down on this as, this, oh, this little country bumpkin town where fucking people kill each other. But no, we're just another American city. We have, we have great food, as we've been talking about today. It's really good, everybody. Yeah, and we, we have great local businesses like Leland, who she could be fucking sitting on her ass at home. But no, she wants to open up in downtown Salinas because she believes in it. She believes in it. She gives free shaves and cuts to the homeless. Oh, if you show up, super awesome. you can walk in. She, 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 you can get an appointment on Facebook, but you could also walk into her shop and say, hey, look. I need a shave and a cut. I don't have any money. She'll hook you up. She's not making hundreds of fucking thousands of dollars. You know, she could be making so much more money, you know, doing full time in Pebble Beach or on the peninsula or in San Francisco or in Los Angeles. But she decides to do it in her hometown in Salinas. So that's why I do this. Hell yeah. I get made fun of for my beard and my mustache all the time, but I do it because I love Salinas and I know and I believe in it and I believe in people like Leland who believe in this town herself. And I I don't have the balls to open up my own fucking place, but she did. So I'll I'll support her and defend her as much as I can. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, all these entrepreneurs who are doing the right thing and it's hard for everyone to be 100% pure, but uh if I see that someone's trying to do the right thing by trying to have zero waste practices or trying to use organics in our case or, you know, some of the other issues that are important to people at Central Coast Foodie, we want to let people know where, where to go to those places. Who's going to serve you beer that is delicious and that it's, it's, the, it's like, a, oh, you're going to so-and-so place? You need to really stop in and go to wherever because that's so. That's what I want to be. Is I want to be like I have so many little. I have a snowdrift of pieces of paper in my office from all the little, little notes I've written down over the last five years. Oh my gosh, you've got to check out blah 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 blah. I'm like okay, and I write it all down. So it's trying to collect all these great ideas for good food. Sometimes people close. Sometimes businesses sell and change. But to really highlight those people who are bringing their integrity to their business to do a really good job and they're not just relying on oh I've got a fancy I've got a spot on the beach I don't have to deliver good food I mean we've all been there right well and they, exactly and that's why we do it here because we could do this at Applebee's or at Chili's or whatever but they're they're all about volume you know and then and, and hell we get crap for for being downtown you know and it's like there, there's so much other part of Salinas but it's like yeah but when you're downtown you know again Alex was here you know Alex was here from Mi Tierra right now you know and you know, Alex and Carlos James and Adam and Justin 
and Seamus and it, it, these people. I don't. It's I don't know them by business. You know, I know them by name, and that, that's what I love. And then that's why I love what we're doing. You know, and because it, it that's what we want to show off. I do have to say, folks, that uh, some of the food we're eating tonight is a little room temperature because apparently we kept running into so many people that we knew tonight. Not me personally, but uh, the Cujo and the Oz. The Cujo and the Oz. Because there are just so many people that are hanging out in your downtown that's pretty lively. And maybe maybe it's already starting to happen. The T the TJ thing might already be starting to happen here, right? Yeah, that no, that's, possible. That, that's a great point. And again, I, me and Kujo, we've been going back and forth uh, through these last two years of like, is it really different, or is it just because we're here all the time? You know. But again, have hearing you say it, uh, that's why we like to hear this this outside input. You know, yeah, and that's why I you're on the show. Is never even considered. You're like not that, from you know? Salinas, you know, so you have this fresh view. And and yeah, so it, it really it really helps, isn't it? Like, well, it's not just us being here all the time. It really is making a difference. And I'm glad you're seeing the liveliness and, and the the openness of this downtown. And yeah, I I like I really enjoy coming to Salinas. I got a place to park my car. I went to an interesting session tonight. At the, I'm, I'm parked in the nearby parking structure. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even got to the reason why you're here because you're not only here for the Steinbeck thing, you're, you're here for the, that, that Monterey Bay Aquarium thing. And, oh yeah, uh, doing the eco let, farm over there in, in Pebble Beach. Actually, can can you talk about? Damn, why well, have to go to the bathroom? Can you start talking <laughs> about that? Um, Talk to me. Could you, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm really bad at this, but I'll try. Oh. <laughs> I'll jump in and I'll catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't just like pause or something. We can, but. Yeah. No. Let's just keep going. Okay, let's talk about music again. Do you want to talk about no, music? No, not at all. Because, <laughs> again, I don't, I don't know what song I choose, and I don't know why. I do not have a deep enough meaning. Listeners, he's giving me this look where he's, like, giving me this look with the eyeballs of, like, don't ask me this question <laughs> on the air. I'm not that hateful. I'm just <laughs> upset at myself. I don't know. Um, no, I, I gave you a little bit of warning. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I think that, like, a metal song, like, I don't listen to... What's the... If you're not into metal... What's the nicest metal that you could listen to? You know to what? Me and Baldo brought this up today. There's a little, I don't know what to call it, um, an intro to a to a whole album by Judas Priest called The Hellion. No. Uh, check out the album uh, Screaming for Vengeance. Screaming for Vengeance. Yes. I love that title. The first song is called The Hellion. It's usually mixed in right with Electric Eye because they go so well together. Actually, The Hellion was... Written for Electric Eye. Anyways, yeah, that that it's what is it like a minute and a half of just it's an entry, it's an it's intro, an, you know, an entry level metal song. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, it's such a great jam, awesome. And it's not even the whole song, you know. Like w- once you get into Electric Eye, the actual song, it's fucking uh, I forgot his name, uh, Rob Halford, just screaming. I don't know. He's got that voice. It's so awesome. <laughs> Judas Priest is a great. It's a great band. You, you should check them out. Okay, I party will. foul over here. <laughs> but yeah, screaming for vengeance. Check it out. Um, cool. I'd probably give the Hellion as our song. I honestly, since again, me and Baldo talked about it. Oh yeah, that's that great. We agreed on it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've got now four songs, and then I'm sure that no something way. else will pop up. Yeah, we got uh, the bus drivers, bus driver yeah. by Muddy Waters. We got uh, Take Off by Bomb and Tom. You gotta sing it if you're gonna say. It. I'm sorry. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I meant the takeoff part, but all right, that works. I don't works. know that part. <laughs> you just go, I'm not going to do good. 
<laughs> Screaming for Vengeance, maybe, or the hell uh, from the Screaming for Vengeance album. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Hellion, Electric Eye, Electric Eye, slash Electric Eye. Write oh, that down. Okay. I gotta ask before Osvaldo jumps back on: Is this edible? And yes. <laughs> this is mint, right? I thought you were no. It's 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 basil, and I thought it you were just being like real. Uh, no, it's over here. <laughs> Pass it over here. If you're gonna no, eat that's, it, that's I don't basil. Know. Okay. You could totally eat that, and I thought you were just being really cute with holding on to this. No, piece of well, I meant to like butt in and ask, but I don't want to be random. That was my whole deal. <laughs> that was so, so anyway, you could totally eat that. <laughs> so, yeah, in fact, you eat it all the time. It's what goes into pesto, and it's how that's what they make pesto with is like a whole bunch of basil. How's your basil crop up here? Well, you this get, is happening. Yeah. Oh, he's just eating a whole fresh leaf of uh, basil. Was I supposed to not eat? No, you did, <laughs> I'm just describing it for people who can't it be seeing like it here. No. No. Just, kind of basil. I've had this before. That's all I can describe it as. I've had it before. I've had it before. <laughs> yeah, I have. It tastes I have like basil. No. You know what it was? With pho. I put this on pho before. Oh, they totally put... Uh, they have all kinds of interesting and Thai I basil on the pho. it was mint. Yeah. <clears throat> no, Thai, Thai basil is, is really, really flavorful as well compared yeah. to the sweet basil. Is, the is there a good fuss? She is there a good thought fuss? I was trying to be cute holding no, well, it. <laughs> you kind of were cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, is there a pho place yeah, here babe. in, uh, in Salinas? Ah, there's noodle two. House. There's the noodle house down, down here, but my favorite place, I'm sorry, is the one on Davis. Yeah, that's the noodle house. Oh, what's the one here called? This is the Noodle House. No, that's like Mr. Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle, yeah. Thank you, you're right. Oh, the Noodle, Noodle House. House. Babe, come on. Oh, the original place. They're closed on Saturday, so don't even try. Oh, yeah? And they're always busy. They don't deliver anymore. They used to deliver. and now They, they used don't. to deliver? What, no, what yeah. It, what's, what's it called? The Noodle, Noodle House? The Noodle, the Noodle House. House on Davis. Yeah. Okay. The, the, okay, see, the Noodle House is interesting because Baranda has a, a, a Vietnamese Thai Neighbor, it's a, it's essentially a Vietnamese type dude. If you think about, it, there's the the Filipino Magat, Magat, this, uh, the the grocery oh store God. is right there. The Magat's is right there, and then the the restaurant at the end, the buffet that changes names every four months. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, I know. Okay. So yeah, so it's it's a the Baranda has a pretty solid Vietnamese neighborhood. So that that Kmart shopping center, you can get some. Damn good Vietnamese. Thai so we're talking Thai about the corner of Laurel and Davis. Yeah. Oh, Baranda. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, the neighborhood's called neighborhood, Baranda. Exactly. Yeah, the neighborhood's called Baranda. Um, but yeah, that that's where you can get some, and that's where the noodle house is, you know. And again, that's where Magats is, and it's weird. It's weird. It's just this little tiny neighborhood. It's not weird. It's great. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what the neighborhood it's weird the that it uh, that it's just there, you know. But yeah, the Noodle House is the original. And you guys talk about this on previous podcasts, but uh, this is not a town just full of uh, white people and Latinos. There's oh, a lot no. of uh, there's a lot of other people who've moved through in terms of the 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 realm of agriculture to work the fields. Tell me more about that. Why you have Noodle Houses here and all that. Well, see, this is, I tell, I'm a big history nut, you know, so I always tell it to, to Cujo. This guy knows our, China, exactly. our Chinatown, again, it's called Chinatown, but it, it was originally uh, a Chinatown, and then it became, when, when the Chinese fell out of favor with the American government, it became Japantown, and then it became a Filipino town. So um, we still have the uh, Filipino Hall there on, on Calle Cebu. 
Calle Cebu, named after the capital of the Philippines. Huh. And it's not Cebu Street really? or Cebu Drive or yeah, where where um, where Gutierrez is, where that that church. What's the, that? That's a little Spanglerino, isn't it? Uh, Calle Cebu. Yeah, Calle Cebu. It's Cebu. not Cebu Drive. It's not Cebu Avenue. It's not Cebu Boulevard. It's Calle Cebu. And, and that's Filipino. Again, the, the funny thing is you would think it, it came from, from Mexican Spanish. But no, it, it's Filipino because it's the old Filipino. It, when, when Chinatown was a Filipino neighborhood and the, the Philippine Daily, which was the biggest Filipino-run newspaper in the country, was printed out of Chinatown. The, the biggest ever Filipino newspaper was right here in Salinas, uh, three blocks away from where we're recording right now. Cool. You know, um, so yeah, but eventually, as the years as the years passed and as the city grew, these uh, Chinese, Japanese, and Filipino and Mexican uh, laborers, you know, expanded out into the, to the suburbs. <laughs> what is the suburbs now uh, of Salinas? So again, on the north side, you get the, this this very North Salinas High School is is it would is interesting in the fact that that. There's no, there doesn't seem to, there's all minorities, I guess, you know, there's no majority. The, the you know, white people, Mexicans, Asians, and, and blacks and all seem to be in the same proportion, you know? And to me, that that's the North Side. That, to me, that was the North Side where we grew up, our neighbors making the best homemade Filipino food, and the neighbors next to them making the, the best homemade soul food, and the next neighbors next to them making the best Mexican food, you know, and uh, that was to me the, on the north side. It was just it was different, you know. It was, we grew up eating Chinese food. Not because we were cool and we knew that Chinese place, but we had Chinese neighbors, yeah. And where the east side is and south sides are much different, you know. When you're on the south side, it's all white. Or if you're on the east side, it's all Mexican, you know. But Selena still has this huge north side, which is the biggest part of town geographically. As this this big diverse thing, you know. So Salinas sometimes gets cornered into being a Mexican city or a, a white farmer city, when in reality it's just a city, like anything else. You what know? are your favorite restaurants in the north part of town? Oh man, uh, again, th- that must be some of the most the most difficult question, just because of the variety. Yeah, because uh, um, for everything's that honestly. Where do you, no, where do you no, go, Kujo? That's Pujo? a lie. That that's. I don't want to bring them down by saying that's where all the fast food stuff is, but well, no, that, meal, that, that's that too, go, that that know? as well, that yeah. as well. <laughs> but the, the, again, what was your question? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, non-fast food place up in nor- up north? In the north side, yeah. <laughs> Silence. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. Um, I, I really love Asian food. I just have to say that. Um, and, uh, Why? I don't know. Honestly, I've just. I want to say just since the first time I had it. I had it late in my life, like in my teens. I don't know if that's late, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you mean when you moved to the north side? Is that what Not that think what about yeah. it, yeah. yeah. When you live oh. in the east side, there wasn't those options. There's we, not one no, place on Alice we, we went to that There's place that at one the mall, and we went to the, um, what's that one called? The Dragon House uh, by Mi Pueblo? Now by Mi Pueblo? I mean, it's been there forever, man, but it's on Mi Pueblo Alisal. now. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, sorry, yeah. The one place on the east side. Yeah. So I've I've had I've had that as a child, but I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
I'm just contradicting myself. Is it because here. of your Fu Manchu? Beard? Not at all. Is this that is why you just love metal? The... No, I don't know. <laughs> mm. If I had to pick a place, uh, my first choice would be. Um, but it's fast food, like fast food Chinese food out on Davis. It's right there by um, PetSmart. China One? No. China mm. Chef. Oh, Ch- it is China Chef. Yeah. China Chef, and I know it's not the because they never punked out and got rid of their MSG. That's what I love. <laughs> like hell yeah, you keep that shit in there to help yeah. you with salt. That that place is okay. What about you? I'm gonna go with okay. <laughs> do you have a, do you have favorite places? Up I north? wouldn't take you there. That's what I would. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like we need to do a little bit more discovery. We did a. Um, uh, we have done a little bit of a tour, and it was the first time that we all hung out together. So I, we did this tour of the food trucks on the Alisal. Right by the Dragon House. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, yeah, and I right thought it was, I, was really, I was really impressed by how friendly everybody was, mm-hmm. and um, my camera skills were failing. So like I seemed to have gotten the picture like two seconds before the... The whole faces light up with these huge smiles, and and uh, but everyone was super gracious and very friendly, and um, but I felt like I hadn't done enough preparation because you know you're you're learning how to do this podcast thing on the fly, and then we start like recording in the car, and I'm like, oh okay, so we start to record, and then were we using Rollo? Yeah. And okay. then and then I'm I'm having to like think of questions on the fly because I didn't think of like what questions I would ask. The food truck. Not on the folks. way there, just while we were there. Oh my gosh, I just was not even expecting. I'm like, I didn't know how it was going to work out. So I've been a little, little embarrassed by my stupid questions that I asked in that, uh, that interview. And I'm sure I can edit out my stupid questions, but I just, you know, I just like, oh man, if I'd had more time to think about it, Silliness Underground playlist, then I would have had, <laughs> had a chance to. Maybe Putting me on the spot. Do a little bit well, of. Well, I'm just saying. That's your revenge. All yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's my. It's, it's a similar problem. So, but uh, I, I really enjoyed meeting everybody. That was really fun and uh, would like to do it again. Hopefully, we can find some good content in the, those two hours of our tour. Well, and the cool thing about doing that is, again, you met the lady from El Volcan, and that, that's where we, that we spent really most cool. of the time. And she was in Monterey, allowed food trucks from a certain time anywhere in town, and all the businesses complained, and then all of a sudden the city banned them. And so they had the, the, so this, this city... so lame. I'm sorry, Monterey. Well, they, Super lame. They had this meeting of like, hey, let... Are we really going to do this? Are we screwing ourselves over for doing this? And the the biggest, I, the biggest mouth. I say that in in the most again respectful way. The the one that that was the most outspoken for that, the loudest voice, was the lady that we interviewed for El Volcan. Oh. and she told her whole story of coming from Mexico and making this business, and now she has with her family. Yeah, it's and, a family business. Yeah, and they have the one here in Salinas, they have the one in Watsonville, and they had one in, in Monterey, but because the city changing their ordinance, it was going to screw her over. So she said, look, th- look at this, look at what you're messing up, and, and Monterey backed, backed away. They backed away, and they didn't change you're damn right rule. you should back away. I mean, that's just, some of these guidelines they have, like you, a food truck can stay there for like 35 minutes or 45 minutes. You can't run a two-hour lunch when you can only be there for 45 minutes at a time. I'm sorry, Monterey, but that blows. You know, that's a, 
It's bad for the economy for these businesses and the people who need some good food on the fly. It's bad for them too. It's good for the. I'm more about the people, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, it's no. Twenty good. minutes might not do it, you know. <laughs> no, those are those are regulations that are designed to make that business not successful. Like they're gonna don't just give like a small bone, you know. Make it possible for every strata of the the county's economy to make it, not just the people who have the fancy yachts and all the top the people at the top end. That that who we, needs that? We were talking about this on our episode last week. Is again, there's there's a community called Pajaro out by Watsonville, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's Mexico. It's fucking Mexico. That's all. It, 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 well, the town's 99% Mexican, but when you're driving through it, it's literally like driving through Mexico, and it's pretty refreshing because it, 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 it's comfortable. But anyway, they started Mexico a community cool. kitchen where, hey, if you have a business that needs a certified kitchen, here it is. Just rent out the space. And they, they are one of two community kitchens that is... Um, has a booth in San Francisco at the Fancy Foods really? show or whatever. Yeah, there's two two community kitchens. One, La Cocina out of San Francisco, and the second one, the, this kitchen out of Pajaro. And and that we were really talking about awesome. last week, like, again, that's a, that's a community of 5,000 people banding together and making that. Us, 160,000 people, we can't, we can't drop 50 grand on a, on a nice community kitchen as a city. And and it rent would be it a out. Super duper investment city of Salinas, right? I mean, you can't you can't even imagine how much money would be made in terms of your little taxes and all the like little greenbacks you like to collect if if it was made possible for people to make money. But it, it's uh, sometimes there's just other forces at work that don't want to have competition, and and I think that's a really bad approach to capitalism. Is when you stop being a real capitalist society which is where you have competition for like I've got this product you've got that product and you see it in the food industry all the time instead of making a better beer the monster brewers want to just make it impossible for a microbrew to get on the shelf at the grocery store so instead of making a better product they want to just make sure that you're not on the shelf next to them and that the the producer the, the buyer is only going to have options of that are much more limited. And that's not capitalism. Compete on the level of quality and don't just try to destroy your competition through, you know, lame-ass government policy. That's a, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a very, very valid point. I, I love that you brought that up because now it, it jogged my memory <laughs> of bringing other stuff up. Because um, to me, I, I say that, okay, our generation... Um, whatever the hell our generation might be, I, we're not necessarily going to be the end of supermarkets, but we're the beginning of the end of supermarkets. I think our generation is finally realizing this, why do we need, going back to bacon, which I love, but why do we need 12 different brands trying to sell us fucking bacon? Yeah? Why isn't it that one? And why is... I can go to a corner of Salinas where three of the four corners have a supermarket in them. And every one of that supermarkets has a fully stocked meat and, and ag- or, uh, produce and dairy department. Why? That's not normal. That's not normal. I shouldn't be able to get you know, uh, this rare cut of beef anytime I want. 
You know, it, it, it's that's so cool, man. That's it, that's super awesome. Yeah. So and and I think our generation is, is is figuring that out. You know, and it's like, well, I I could again, I could grow carrots in my backyard. So I eat carrots when I can harvest carrots. Why is it that I could go get carrots for ninety nine cents a pound every time at the grocery store? That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. And and again, I don't. It goes back to the whole downtown Salinas thing. I don't know if it's because we're just meeting these people our age that think this way or if it's really our generation that's really going to change this. I think that it's our generation that's going to change this. You know, I'll, I, you know, the more I'm at the I go to the grocery store all the time and I see, you know, people that that seem to be around my age. And they grab a product and they look at the ingredients. It's the first thing they go to. Oh, that's awesome. The older people, the first thing they look to is the, the price. price. Yeah. That's 40 cents a pound. That's 56 cents a pound. I'm getting this. Right. Our generation says, well, that's 56 cents a pound because that pig was raised. He could run around wherever the hell he, he wanted. Went, he went to college. Yeah. And you know, he ate the food a pig should eat instead of this corn and leftover slop that we feed the you know the cheap ones and and yeah and, and I, again I don't I would love to think that our generation is the one that ends the supermarkets but I don't believe it but I think we're going to we're going to end that cycle well you there's know, there's certainly uh, the the power of the consumer when you say like hey you know what I want to see more of this and less of that I'd never buy that. At one point, you know those little cards that you get for the grocery store that track your shopping? At one point, I was going to swap cards with one of the the tech guys at my job at the time. And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be funny? So they couldn't track me. Then I'm like, why wouldn't I want them to track me? Of course I want you to see what I'm buying. So, yeah, I just held on to my own card, and I have no problem using it because... I don't really care about my privacy in that way. Like, I want you to see that I'm buying more organic stuff and that when I go to the grocery, like the regular grocery store, I, I only go there for certain things because I almost never shop from there. I'm a farmer's market shopper and will pick up a few items from the Trader Joe's. They have cheese at a better price than other places. Yeah. Do you have a Trader Joe's in, San, in Salinas? In Monterey. In Monterey. Monterey. Okay. So cheese, I Publix. I want them. To, I want a Publix. In the, there's no the Publix is a West Coast chain. It's an East it's, Coast chain. Florida. It's in, totally in Florida. I, what the hell is that? Ah, there's there's another one. That's a, it's a West Coast chain that's employee owned. No, it, it, it's a, it's a West Coast chain, and it's a, it, I I've confused it with Publix several times because I think they're the good ones, and everyone's like, no, fuck Publix, and I was like, no. I'm um, sorry. Fuck, pu- fuck Publix. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard that several times as well. Um, but no, there's a West Coast chain that that's employee owned, and everyone's like, "I love it because every employee owns part of the company, so they all treat you right." Anyway, I completely derail derail your argument. Trying to think of my grocery store. So, <laughs> do you back. do you cook at all, Cujo? Uh, only when I hook Bimbaldo. Oh. I yeah, again. Uh, so no props or or, or yeah, that's one th- cook. Uh, Cujo is I enjoy cooking I enjoy cooking and Cujo is the only one when, when I am cooking on, on the grill or the stove or whatever that he's standing there like what nice. are you doing sure what are you I doing? try he's kicked me out of the kitchen a few times uh, yeah you want some undercooked <laughs> chicken like like the great ones get Cujo Cujo will put chicken on the grill for 10 minutes and say it's ready to go <laughs> like, that's not how chicken works Cujo well there's but he's the, willing there's to learn room. totally totally but he's and- willing to learn 
And uh, and well, again, that actually brings us to something that we were we were writing about and, and talking about <laughs> before this is uh, the Steinbeck chili. Ah. The Steinbeck chili. That's one thing that we've we've done several times now that we fucking love. <laughs> that we don't love it just because it's Steinbeck or whatever. But um, uh, what? Why did we? Bring, they, they were doing a, a Steinbeck festival or something at the Steinbeck Center. And we no, thought it, it was going to be for the rodeo, and they normally well, oh the the chili they, cook off. Yes, thank you, thank you. Normally do the chili cook off. Thank you. And we were going to come up and do something together, and then and that messaged them there. Yeah, we're not doing it this I year. I have to. I have to confess that I was all planning to come up for the rodeo, and I went to go get my cowboy boots, and one of the heels fell off, and I could not manage to get my shit together to go get that thing fixed. Is so that could, why you didn't come? I'm sorry is that to the say the one reason you that is the one reason. Shut up. <laughs> You don't have a. So much you don't have a cobbler boots. down we there, do, so, 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 so. Oh, you need some gorilla glue. No. What are you talking about? You need some WD-40 cobbler. Oh, I'm just lame with getting things done at the cobbler, and he's in San Luis Obispo anyway. And it was just you know blah blah blah. So well, at least there's one. There's one in the area. And then that's when you guys went ahead and decided to try doing the chili. Like oh, you're gonna do did. your own right we a, did. for the parade of lights, <laughs> yeah. right? We again meet. Mi tierra? County, the health department doesn't listen to this shit. Mi tierra said, come make it in our kitchen. Come. We went to Spartan Final. We got all this stuff. And you did all the things you were supposed to do in order to go back into that kitchen. Oh, no. And we actually did. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. No, we did. We, we put hair nets and washed don't, all our hands and all don't that. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. You know, no, out of the kitchen. They wouldn't let Yeah, you. well, yeah. Cujo was trying to They're be like, fresh in there. And yeah, like, hey, bro, this like, is a real working kitchen. Get out of here. It's like even out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we did. I mean, we didn't tell the. We didn't get our. Food handlers permit and all that, but we did wash our hands and all that. And you weren't selling your products. Ah, no, no, totally that, that was my safety net. It's like we're not selling this. Sue us for our whole zero dollars. We actually lost forty dollars trying to make this. So you owe us money if you win in court. Um, and but again, being in Salinas, talking about the whole again Brooklyn, just making food on the street. They're not going to stop you. That's what we did. What are you gonna do? Shut us down in the middle of a parade? You're not, because we're gonna ke- we're gonna create a ruckus if you do. So, what's in this uh, Steinbeck chili? Uh, Steinbeck chili is a very very simple recipe, and it's actually uh, one part kick ass. John Steinbeck and- himself it, he fashioned it as a version of pozole, which again he called pisole. <laughs> and because it was because his whole thing. Okay, this is uh, from a life in letters. Again, the book I haven't got yet, but I've read about 30% of it online. Um, he wrote, uh, it was a director, some, some movie director down in Hollywood. And he was saying, there's, when I'm close to a coast, I eat seafood. That's what I do. I eat seafood. If I'm not close to a coast and I can't get any seafood that I trust, there's one thing that I eat. And he called it pisole. And it was... A can of chili and a can of hominy. And you just throw it in a pan and you warm it up. Again, hominy. Oh, hominy. Hominy in a pot. Ham because of the pork. Made in prosciutto. You're forgetting about it's the pork. Cooked. Well, that's our <laughs> shit. Why well, is it? Yeah, we, we've, we've spiced this recipe up a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like Steinbeck, in quotes, Steinbeck chili with a little bit of so- Dude, Steinbeck was a little too hardcore for us. The guy lived in a trailer with a dog, and he ate fucking basic stuff. 
It's like, come on, Steinbeck. This is this is different Salinas. Not a, he was not a foodie per se. No, he wasn't. He drank ten cent wine and yeah. But with that said, um, I did reach out to the folks who are associated with the Ed Ricketts yeah. Pacific Biological Laboratories, which is totally a tour worth taking. Uh, they do it about once a month, and it's a property that's owned by the city of Monterey, I think. But Everyone knows that if you if you go to the aquarium, there's you're looking at the aquarium and the oceans behind it, and there's a building to the right that's this wooden building that you're like, what the fuck is that doing there? Why is that not destroyed yet? That's Doc Ricketts Laboratory. Uh, yes, so I had reached out to the um, the folks there at the at the Steinbeck Center, and 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 perhaps I got a volunteer who does some tours at the Ed Ricketts Pacific Biological Laboratories. But I said, hey, do you have any quotes? This was a few years ago as I was working on the beginning of my of my website. Any quotes about food and drink from John Steinbeck? And uh, this volunteer sent me back nine pages, single spaced, of quotes from such a range of letters and stories and novels and the nonfiction. It was really, really helpful. That's where I first learned about the 10 cents for a gallon of wine and, and uh, the fact that he loved food and that he had recipes that he was known for. And so I thought, oh, we're onto something here. So he grew up in a place that was, as you've talked about it, uh, a place where salad and greens and the, the food that turns into health food for people is grown here by your by your neighbors and your family. That's I I wish I had my he has a a collection of short stories called American Americans, which is where he has the the article that he wrote for I think it was Harper's Weekly. There's always something to do in Salinas, which was a complete nice. complete satire complete satire and just making fun of the town um, but he has a, a again in the great Steinbeck style where he talks about the Salinas Valley where the first people that showed up were the cattle people and then after the cattle people was the wheat people so the cattle people would look down at the wheat people who were the new people and then all of a sudden the carrot people moved in so then the cattle and the wheat people would look down at the carrot people and then the celery people moved in, and then the, the, the carrot people would look down at the celery people. Are you, are you catching the pattern here, everybody? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was uh, so Steinbeck. So fucking Steinbeck. I hate and those carrot people, man. Those people planting all the carrots. I don't get them at all. Well, I'm, I'm again, currently, I'm, I'm writing... Um, I love carrots. I'm totally um, joking. Carrots, they're so sweet. They have so much sugar. If you don't want to add sugar to your recipe, throw some fucking carrots in there, and you'll get that sweetness out of them. Um, but but I love it. It was the rivalry, because I'm currently writing a, a piece, because people want me to write about soccer in this goddamn town. Um, soccer. About the, the Alice Al Alvarez rivalry. Uh, me and Cujo went to Alvarez High School, which is the newest high school in Salinas. It has a big rivalry. Hey, we're celery people. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, has that is a, not your has, motto. Your mascot is not uh, the celery. We're eagles. Ball <laughs> eagles. That's an eagle. That's an eagle. <laughs> the celery in its little claws. Um, but our rival is Alice Al High School from the east side because half of the students went from Alice Al, came to Alvarez. 
So um, in this piece I'm writing, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's this big rivalry. Like, you know, again, Alisal versus Alvarez or the carrot people versus the celery people. <laughs> and I don't think nobody, nobody is going to get this reference. Nobody is going to get that. It's just this one sentence in my, in my article. Nobody's going to get it. But it's like, oh, that's pure fucking, that's his comedy. Steinbeck pure fucking was, Steinbeck yeah, is what yeah, you're trying to say. So funny. He was so funny. Um, he was so funny in the way that he would tell you who you are objectively. And you would be like, yeah, that's how I am. But really, he was making fun of you. And, and there's a very small amount of people that, that can get it. And, um, so I want to I encourage uh, my friend Cujo over here to... Uh, I've got a story for you that you, you sound like you might need a little entree into the Steinbeck. And... On my radio show for uh, the Workers' Day, for May Day, May 1st, I tried to do worker songs. And one year I read Breakfast, the short story from The Long Valley by Steinbeck. And Fucking awesome. One of the coolest. <laughs> oh, my God. The, and like I was telling you before when oh we were hanging God. out at Dubber's Weeding. Breakfast is so is, awesome. But there are so few frankly, white writers, Western writers who present the poor and lower income folks as noble as Steinbeck did. And it's not in a way that is, uh, you know, trying to pander to somebody or be something that he's not. He, I think he felt more comfortable with the, the, the genuine generosity and humility that I'm sure you're familiar with, even if you're not a big person who likes to cook you've watched people cook and you know that thing that people do to like oh do you like this here i've got some extra and breakfast is a story about steinbeck taking a walk or he's on he's traveling through the salinas valley and he comes across a small latino family who've made it they've had a really good month working in the fields and they have fresh clothes that they just recently bought and they're cooking breakfast and it's bacon which is not something that they always have. And you know what they do when he's coming down the, the road? They offer him some of their food. The, more, the, the most generous people. I mean, what he was trying to teach everybody, the rest of the country and the rest of the world, is these are really wonderful people that we should honor and respect and not disrespect and ignore. And that short story, it's like a three-page short story where he was just blown away by poor people inviting him to their special meal that they will only have for a couple of days because it was like a fat day a fat week and it's so full of respect and uh an honor i mean it's just really that's why i think that's not why the growers like john steinbeck because they might not like him for those very reasons that we like him they burned his books in that corner where we were at Devers. When we were at Devers and standing right there, that's the corner where they burned really? his fucking books. Oh, fuck right that. there. Right in that fucking yeah. intersection. No. That's where they piled his books and burned them. That's amazing. Uh, openness and understanding and respect of other cultures. That's what I think that food and music and dance and like just giving yourself over to a different... Like, I am totally going to go listen to... What is this? Judas Priest? <laughs> I'm going to go totally listen to I'll let to you it. read your notes. Oh, <laughs> now, why did they burn his books? Because, like, because you talk about the plight temper. of the working man, that fucking communist. Okay, okay. That's Shit. all I had to hear. Anyways. Uh, he, Dude, he, McCarthy he, was over there saying, hey, this guy, 
Is he we a communist? Followers. McCarthy from the Beatles? No. No, McCarthy <laughs> from Wisconsin. John, John McCarthy? JK. Senator McCarthy. JK. Bro, bro. Yo. Thank you. Thank no, you. oh, man. When Should I took AP History, dude, dude, no, fuck oh. no. When I, took, when I was in AP History, there's oh, one guy that pissed me off. Motherfucking McCarthy from Wisconsin. Oh, he's a from snivelly looking little ugly man too. And, well, see that's what, that's what messed him up is that it was in the time of a video. Is so this I got John? to see him. Oh. He is John McCarthy, right? Was it John McCarthy? Uh, it's, it's Senator McCarthy from Wisconsin in the fifties. Look him up. Fuck that jo- dude, Joseph McCarthy. Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck wow. him. The, I'll just oh, I'll just add to that. Up. What a motherfucker. I mean, it was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Snively little could have been an extra on the Adams family or something. <laughs> but um well when you bring up Steinbeck and 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 the breakfast which, which, oh my god the, that when you read that to me it's like that's pure Steinbeck. But um going along your lines where where Steinbeck looked out for for the the lowly nobody. This is one of my favorite Steinbeck quotes of all time from Cannery Row which is super generic. But again, he's, he's. I don't agree, but go ahead. Yeah, well, but well, I mean, it, it's um, it's one of our more com. We th- we think we know this book, but it's a much more complex book than we think it is. Well, it's weird living twenty miles away from Cannery Row, you know, where where you you see the houses that they kept over, and it was like ah, this is so touristy. Steinbeck would throw up at this, you know. I'm totally gonna give you guys a tour of your own backyard. That's our next. That's our next podcast. Let me show you your own no, county. No, 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 I no, I. But nowadays, like the highway that goes through Salinas, one hundred and one from all through Salinas, is called John Steinbeck Highway, and they had they had a, a, a assemblyman here in front of the Steinbeck Center, like St- John Steinbeck would have loved this. Like, no, John Steinbeck is rolling over in his grave. The reason why North Salinas High School is called North Salinas High School instead of John Steinbeck High School is because he was still alive during that time. And he said, if you call that John Steinbeck High School, I will never have anything to do with your town again. I will, I will have everything stripped from me. So the, the town backed off and called it North High. Um, but this is, again, one of his... He goes after the downtrodden, and, and he just how he describes him but again this is one of my favorite quotes of Steinbeck from Cannery Row and he uses in typical Steinbeck fashion he starts it biblically he starts it biblically so um, again he, he's describing all the, the vagrants and vagabonds that live on Cannery Row that don't work at the canneries and so again from Cannery Row John Steinbeck our father who are in nature who had given the gift of survival to the coyote, the common, common brown rat, the English sparrow, the housefly, the moth. Mo- oh. Oh. Too, much, too much drinking. Too much drinking. The moth uh, must have a great and overwhelming love for the no-goods and the blots in the towns and the bums. And Mac and the boys, virtues are, and grace and laziness and zest. Our Father, who are in nature, and that's a good one. I gotta say, the, Our Father, who are in nature, is I didn't read it in the speed I wanted it to because we've had a lot of food and a lot of liquor. <laughs> but what he's talking um, about there is 
those are the, the most successful species. The English sparrow is not the sexiest bird out there, but it is the one of the, that is the most adaptable. It yeah. And so he was very interested in survival. I just attended this well, session. And isn't that the, godlike? That's god, yeah. Oh, I'm if sorry. That's what you're I'm so, no, no, I'm sorry. Actually, yeah, keep, keep going. Keep going. I, I completely jumped uh, into it. The session that I just attended at the, uh, at the Steinbeck Center on Log to the Sea of Cortez, yeah. which is uh, a book that I need to read. And it's a complicated one because it's doing, it's a mixture of science and philosophy. Steinbeck, I love you, but your journalism sucks, dude. Well, this wasn't journalism. This was trying to. He was telling a story when he was just journalism. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a uh, but survival. It's not that she raised the speaker raised my awareness of. He was very interested because his friend was a marine biologist, Ed Ricketts, and so he was trying to morph a lot of the things that he was talking about in his writing with the scientific effort. And Cannery Row is very common and familiar to us now, but it was really unusual in that he's trying to describe human interaction as well, if it was in a tight How pool. did Grapes of Wrath end? You know, right? Like how never in American literature that's was pretty, there That's pretty a, out there. Speaking of survival. Yeah. There's that you're that's right before eating somebody, you know, you know what how Grapes of Wrath ended and the, how Rose of Sharon yeah. uh, suckled the starving man because she lost her baby and yeah. she had Breasts full of mother's milk. Oh, how the oh. yeah, you know that's what? fucking beautiful. How it really he, is. It that, really again, is again that story of survival. I fucking Okies, Okies. You know that I, I wouldn't know about or anything. I completely am in love with them and their story of survival only because of Grapes of Wrath. Only because of that. I I, I have met a couple Okies being from Salinas. I've met older people that are like, yeah, my parents came here from the Dust Bowl, but that doesn't that doesn't resonate with you. You know, until that is the power of literature of that you that you love these people that you haven't you've met them, but you haven't yet met them. I mean, isn't Ma that Ma Jode, right? Uh, isn't that crazy? Oh. And that's from reading a book and and getting to know these people that I would probably not meet them and get to know them in real life because it was like a long time ago and. They might not be in my same, you know, circle of movement. Yeah. But literature can do that. So I'm a big fan of reading. If anybody wants a suggestion on a book to read, call me. I'll I'll give you a suggestion. I got a ton of them. While we're at it, should we plug in um, everyone's Facebooks and everything? Like if they if they want to hit you up with these ideas. I we haven't mentioned yeah. Central Coast Foodie exactly. enough, and this was you're our guest, and that that's what we want to do. Oh, we're just talking. And, and direct people to your website to what you're doing because again, you have the radio show. You have, I've been calling it a blog, which I feel like I'm diminishing it. So I've upgraded. I'm calling it a website now. Because it's not just a blog when people go, oh, she has a blog. Like, no, there's so much other, a million things. You're, you're, okay. Talk about the guy that you interview about the moon phases. <laughs> the, guard, the dude guarding by the moon phases. Because there have been several times where I was to the point of messaging you at night. What? Like saying, hey, what the hell can I put in the ground right now? Because 
I, again, yeah, you should have done them, that because we had to wrap up that podcast. It's over, man. And you could find those on Central Coast Foodie. Can you? Yes, we're I on feel I, like I found Central Coast. On, we're on iTunes, them. and I host it with Podbean. But you can find it if you go to Central Coast Foodie or ccfoodie.com. We were doing the biodynamic gardening Bio, report. Okay, there we go. Biodynamic gardening report. It's like the surf report. report, but for gardening by the moon. And it's and it's a if mixture. You're, if you're not from California, it's going to be like, oh, this is some new oh. agey bullshit. But, but you know what? If like, you yeah, are a I, bad gardener and you're like, you know what? I always try to like garden and I got a black thumb. I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? Maybe you are just working on the wrong days. Yeah. You're trying to plant on a barren day. And you should listen to the freaking Farmer's Almanac. Because people <laughs> yeah. from... And oh, I heard yeah. this from Ralph, my farmer who I interviewed. People from agrarian cultures... Mexico and Central America, and when they come up to the United States, they bring that with them. That is in part why you have a connection to the earth, and you are a gardener, and a, a gardener, and then thus a cook, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said that every time he was talking to these people about, as he was getting more into biodynamics, which is gardening by the, the moon and a few other things... He's like, oh yeah, this is brilliant. We would always, we would always garden that way. Like that's the way we always did it. And so it's a very deep, long. It's not a mystical thing for me. It's not about intention or religious or spiritualism. It's about making good choices for what thousands of years of agriculture discovered were the best days and the worst days for doing things. And like, if I'm like a midland gardener, which is what I am, why would I not pick? the best days to do things on why would i just do it whenever i fucking felt like it i would do it on the days that are good for root vegetables or leafy greens or fruiting plants or in the fourth quarter of the moon no me gusta and la jardin you don't want to be working that's such a bad spanish i'm sorry you 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 don't want to be working in the garden you want to be eradicating pests like gophers and cleaning up the garden but it's a bad time to plant because of like surfers know that things are different throughout the month with the surf, right? Humans it's and in plants. The surf report, yeah. And <laughs> humans and plants are like mostly liquid. So why would what the moon is doing with the surf not affect what's happening with the liquid inside of us and plants? We tend to forget a lot that we come from the ocean, and um, again, I. So it's gonna be a very hard connection to make, but I'm gonna make it. Scarface, <laughs> in Scarface, there's one one in uh, Tony Montana. He he wants Elvira. Um, Sharon is it Sharon Stone? Who, who's who's the female lead in in Scarface? I try to stay away from movies like that. But um, uh, but she she's the 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 main drug dealer's wife at some point, and but Tony Montana. Says that's going to be my wife. That that that's who I'm going. And Brian De Palma, fucking brilliant director. The when he the scene that that starts with with Tony Montana wanting that girl, it it's a it's a scene in the backyard of a mansion with a pool there that that has stairs stairs that come up from sea level up to the level of of the pool. So, when the scene starts, it looks like Tony Montana or Scarface comes out of the water, and and it to me that's that's such a brilliant scene in the fact that again is we come from the water as humans, 
That as was m- a bit of a stretch. Yeah, as as much as you as much as you want <laughs> to agree. I see it though. I see. <laughs> it. No, 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 no. It, it is very much. Yeah, uh, as much as you want to say, oh, we're humans. We're we're not like these animals that just eat this random grass or fruit or whatever. But ultimately, if you rewind the Earth millions of years, at some point, we're going to be all in the water. You know, and to this day, we're 75% water right? as humans. 25% of us is the solid mass that, that makes human. The rest of it is water. You know, so, so I, I agree with this, this whole water. <laughs> we, we all come from the water and water being such an important part of us. And we have to understand the, the waterness. Um, so, yeah, so, so I... Um, the waterness. I'm going to have to go take some. I've been taking some great shots over there on the uh, the Monterey Peninsula coast. I will give you a tour someday soon, <laughs> but uh, you can go check it out. I, I'll post something tonight on our Instagram, which is I C C Foodie, I for Instagram, I C C Foodie, and then our Twitter. Uh, we've been attending the Eco Farm, which is the largest collection of ecological farming practitioners and producers and, and stakeholders in the country. And that's happening in Pacific Grove this week. And I've been doing a lot of tweeting. So I'm at at ccfoodie. Ccfoodi. And if you want to check out what we're talking about at the, uh, at the uh, conference, you can check out hashtag Eco Farm 2016. And uh, I've been dominating that uh, hashtag room, which is kind of fun. So, but it's so exciting. I've met so many interesting people about uh, gardening and getting young people. There was so many, half the room for the plenary session stood up when people said, who's, uh, who's here for the first time? Half of the room was brand new. And that's pretty exciting that young people, the millennials and such, are, and, and older folks who are getting back in, you know, more into it, it's it's really it's very it's been very super cool. And then you can go search for Central Coast Foodie on Facebook. I do Pinterest not very often when I remember it, which is not very Still often. Still Isn't that to sell stuff? You know, I only pin I only pin myself. So I use Pinterest. I try to you like put recipes up there. Not really. I have a few. I have a few. I've, I've, I've come I have across a recipes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I use Pinterest. A lot of people pin things that they like on the internet, and I only pin things I've written from my website so that it's a 100% behind that Rachel it's a I different, love it it's a different way it. of it's like using this tool in a different uh, uh, framework so that it, uh, chronologically that's how my blog happens it's I, I like to call it an online magazine or you know it's a, it's a website with centralcoastfoodie.com centralcoastfoodie.com ccfoodie.com if you're too lazy to type that. it all out uh, or and too it still quick. goes to it? We have them all. I have all the misspellings, and I have the plurals. <laughs> I got it all figured out. I know what you're talking about. I didn't pay for that. Oh, <laughs> thank well. you for paying for that. For that one, that's good. Because yeah. some people like spell it with a Y or with an I E, and all and it all goes all ah, wrong. I love that. My website. It won't I take you to that. some random porn website. No, that's no. Perfect. You got to be careful with that. But no, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> did you do that on your own, or did you hire somebody? Uh, to help you know, you with I that? have had challenges with finding the proper tech team, but uh, at one point, the tech team that I had suggested that, and they made that happen for they, me. They knew how to do it. Oh, and then they cool. had them all channel, and you can easily figure out how to do it through your host. I've, yeah, well, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you want to do this? And I was like, ah, I don't know what that is. Just go to the .com. <laughs> 
So, so what other I ones would you it. have? Would you have uh, sup.com? I'm sure that's Yeah, fun. yeah. Again, that, that's something. But, but uh, I don't know. There's way too many numbers and dots at that point involved. Where it's but like, I, no, I, just I, go to Salinas Underground. I, I try to learn from you because I think you're a little bit more like uh, informed on the social media. So Social media for sure. Social media. He's I, not informed. He's done his homework. He knows. Yeah. Social media <laughs> and, and audio. To social media and audio. That's the ones that I try the most. Just because one time I listened to our show in my car, and I was completely upset, you know, because we would talk like this, and then we would talk like this, and it would be... And Did it would you be not normalize your different. file? No, 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 not that. I had no idea about that. Oh, that's that the hardest thing, is you don't want to sound like a dingbat with sounding like a total amateur, but... I have no idea what dingbat <laughs> is, but okay. <laughs> Amateur, right? I'm sure you <laughs> do. She's mid midwestern amateur. terminology. You're introducing <laughs> us to a lot of words. Yeah, right. Er, earlier, I, I, I earlier there was one for me, but ding, I've, I've heard dingbat. I've heard dingbat, but that's new to you. Mm-hmm. Gestalt and di- oh, yeah, don't be a gestalty. Right. Yeah, gestalt. That's more. That to me, that reminds me of like fakakta, and it's like you you need to know like somebody from Queens. You know, I was gonna to say, tell you what the hell, right? yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What? That's some I'm sorry, I gotta, right I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta interrupt and say that bruschetta is actually bruschetta, just as an FYI. Is it really? Okay, yes, it is. is it really? Yes, Bruch and then ketta. Okay, Bruschetta. it's it's Italiano. Bruschetta. You know what I would tell those Italians? Hey. <laughs> I fucking I, I no, my Latin language is my first you can, shit. You can learn it, man. It's not that hard. Doesn't sound Bruce, too bad. Bruschetta. Bruschetta. It's something that's often mistakenly said. Bruschetta. C H. If you say put C H, I'm saying shut. Right? I'm an American. <laughs> You're no K. There's no K in there. It's okay. There's no the shit. So I've got I've got four songs for the uh, Salinas Underground playlist, and uh, anything else? I got else? to pick one. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we've got Clavado, four or five songs. Clavado Numbar is. Oh yeah, when, is when that Café Tacuba or Maná? Maná, Maná. Clavado Numbar. Oh okay. Want me to write that down for you? Yes. Estoy ahogado. Estoy herido. So give me the story of this song. How does dun, this, how does dun. this connect besides you singing it on your own podcast right now? Okay, uh, Manas Clavado Numbar is about a guy that broke up with his girlfriend, who is now stuck in a bar or Clavado. in Spanish nailed to a bar. Mm-hmm. He's stuck there because he, he's nailed there and. Um, and he's injured, and he's hurt, so he sticks himself to a bar uh, to protect himself. And is that what you're doing here? Yeah, well, right? as I'm saying, that, this is going. I'm, I'm like, saying that, I'm like, like, well, this is way like, deeper. But okay, hey, I'll bring it around. I'll bring it around. Bring it. Um, so we are we're injured in, in um, the fact that this. This bird, this eagle, this <laughs> avian animal called Salinas can soar higher than it is right now, but it injured itself. So we're at a certain level. You know, when birds get hurt, they only fly this far. But if you could fix the bird, it can soar higher. And at so, the moment, we're stuck on a bar trying to talk about what's wrong with Salinas. 
Salinas can be bigger than than what's going on now. Salinas can be can soar higher than what this podcast is. But we got to fix that injury. We got we got to get out of this this mode where we're just stuck in a bar. Dun, 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 dun. So I think put it on, put it on. Listen to the lyrics. You'll completely understand. She won't. Spanish, bro. <laughs> hey, you know Uno what? Poquito. I'm working on my Spanish. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> I might have more than you. Actually, well, um, since we're two hours, we're a, a, an hour fifty five into this. I fucking love this. Should we wrap it up? No, because people that are listening will not know what's going on, and they don't need to. Ah, yeah, because I, I, I definitely keep have talking, a, a question I want to. Uh, yeah, just keep it at a level that where we can talk. So, um, Rachel, we have a community garden in Chinatown. Again, Chinatown, the most maligned neighborhood in Salinas that everyone looks down on, whatever. But there's a there's a community garden there with all these plots bunch of them are available i'm thinking how could we start growing stuff in that garden and the fruits of that labor give it uh to the soup kitchen down the street that's a block away and say hey look yeah you're giving this this food to these people but hey let's give them some salads and some healthy stuff oh yeah that will help the brain kick in that's grown a block away and also what if we grow again to me tomatoes tomatoes and chilies are to me are the american produce the american product that we should be proud of how can we grow tomatoes and peppers there and turn them into a sauce or a preserve or something and say hey this is this is growing in chinatown you know that neighborhood that you think that you can only buy drugs from this is where this came from oh that sounds like a way to uh have people develop that personal connection to a place through what they're eating and drinking and consuming because they're like oh my god that just that tastes so good I've got to go there to get that restaurant I've got to go there to stop in to get that bread right and what and if it's Chinatown imagine that conundrum where it's like I hate that neighborhood but I love this food oh, you know what you should what t- do I do or you could be like I love this neighborhood and I love this food. Something to do with drugs. That's I'm us. sorry. Anyways. That's us. Whoa, no, I was going dude. with the whole drug thing, but uh. I was reading there were dude, uh Cujo, you're gonna know you're gonna know about this. Nah. They I was seeing a thing about Chinatown, um, this article that some some comp, some Bay Area news people wrote about and they, they had a picture of the Copa. They had a picture of the Copa and they said this place closed down at around 2011, 2010. And I was like, that was us. That was us. Los Sabrosos. We were the last people. We were the last people to do shows there, dude. We kept that place open until the very last minute. And now it's it's going to be this. I used to get drunk there. That was their shows. (laughs) That was us. That was us. When they were talking about it being shut down or being open at this time, and it was that was us that were doing it. And You've got to support your local producers. You've got to support the people who are making a social place that's a positive place. Like, if it's just like a stupid dive bar that's full of violent people, well, fuck that. Nobody needs more of that. Well, Rachel. But if you've got like a place that 
someone wants to make good food or good noodles or like they want to put some love and affection into what you're going to consume, you got to help those people stay open. That's why we love the Copa. It was that dive bar in Chinatown. We didn't offer food. We didn't offer any. It was just music and stiff drinks. That's all we offered in Chinatown no, where no everybody was buying heroin. Hey, you want shots or you want a beer? Yeah. Neither? Well, then enjoy the show. <laughs> and, and, and a beer any good? Was it good beer? It or was, was it standard what, beer? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah, standard. Very standard. standard. But again, it was Chinatown. Where was a great. block away, it was heroin Costco. You know, and we would watch that. Ooh, that does not sound like a Costco I want to go to. No, no. It's, it's Chinatown. Again, this is our town. We love it, but we don't sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could walk down there and get... What, what do you want? You know? What do you want to play with tonight? Walk down that street and there it is. But as soon as we started getting popular and big and every week we were doing shows, the drug dealers came to us. They came to us and they said, to hey. To do what? To say what? To let, say, to say hey, <laughs> you know what we're doing here. We know what you're doing here. It's in everybody's best interest if the police don't show up. So they said, if you ever have any problems with anybody, you come to us and we will fix it. And the same thing, you know, if, if we ever have any problems, you come to us. And, and, and that's how it worked. You had these, these again, essentially junkies. And I, and I don't mean to be rude. But these people that were just high out of their minds that were just looking to break into cars. And all we had to do was just, you know, kind of signal down the street and say, hey, look, you guys got out of hand. You gave this guy too much. And they would they would come, you know, those people that were trying to break into cars, they would, you know, they, they would get put in. Never. It wasn't violent because you don't beat your customers, you know. You it was just, a little. uh, uh Maintenance of the neighborhood. Yeah, and and again, to me, it was the, the again the police or the city could never get involved in this. If if the city would ever get involved, they would say you point out the bad guys and we'll arrest them. But no, to them, the bad guys came to us and said, "Hey, look, this is how it is. Let's find a middle ground." And we did, and we would do shows in Chinatown every weekend. Never have a problem till two or three in the morning, and we never had any problems with prostitutes or drugs or anything. Um, and, but but we had it was it was an agreement, you know, and and then again, at a certain point, the, the the owner had to remodel and close it down, and now it's just all tents, just all covered in tents, and 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 and, this, and, and it's not making money. You know, it, it's not making money for the city or for the people or anything. And uh, I found it very interesting when that happened because if the police were to come to us, we could point out the drug dealers. That guy's selling drugs, that guy's selling drugs, that guy's selling drugs. And yeah, they would get arrested. But tomorrow, it'd be completely brand new guys doing the exact same thing and nothing really happened. But when we were there, we were able to form a relationship and say, okay. You stay away from here, we stay away from there. So you're not running a restaurant like Chef Javier in uh, Tijuana, but you are running a podcast where you're 
broadcasting to the entire world who has access to the internet. 37 states and 13 countries. So is is that a is that like the audio version of opening a restaurant is bringing your podcast into a perhaps what might be described as a less desirable part of town? I would like to think of it as a conversation. Uh-huh. Um, so many of us that grew up in these neighborhoods in Salinas, kind of, um, you know, if you if you grew up on the north side, it's it's usually a garage that you hang out by. And you're hanging out by a garage, or if you're in the east side, it's an alley. The fruit stand. The fruit standers are, uh, yeah. The fruit the, standers. I'm, don't come get me. I think that's just the funniest name. It's just so. It seems so benign. The fruit stand. Well, it, it was. Well, in in town they were the fruit standers, but then they, when they went to prison, they were the northern Mexicans that were, uh, again. Sodbusters. To this day, a northern Mexican or Norteño, uh, the 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 derogative term is a buster. They they call Norteños busters because it, it comes from sodbuster. We're farmers. We we again with that dismissive stuff towards the farmers. What's that bullshit, man? Like well, because people in it. Los Angeles, Mexicans in Los Angeles are 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 they're from the big city, and usually they're housekeepers. They're housekeepers, so they they don't have to get their hands dirty. You know, they just, uh, according to them, they wash dishes and do laundry and all that for all the celebrities down in Los Angeles. So when their sons got arrested and sent to prison, they felt that they were higher than these fucking Mexicans that just stuck their hands in dirt. And 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 that's where it all comes from. It's so stupid. We're all Mexican. We're all Mexicans. So. The, the southern Mexicans look down on the northern Mexicans because we, uh, our ancestors came from a part of Mexico that we were farmers. We were farmers. You know, the, our, all our family comes from, from again, from parts of Mexico that, that they farmed. In Mexico, they own the land. In the United States, they work for the farmers. But, um, but yeah, and that, that's what it all comes down to. And, and the fruit standards, that's what it was. They they found pride in the fruit stand because their parents harvested that fruit to, that people were selling. That's kind of nice, I, but, actually. Well, it, it, it's, it's it's a very romantic story, and, I, and people get upset because it's like, oh, now the gang violence nowadays, you know. But when these fruit standers got got sent to prison for just standing there, just being Mexican, standing on the street corner, which was illegal in the sixties. When they went to prison, they found these other Mexicans and said, "Hey, you know, we're Mexican. Let's you have our back against these whites and the and the blacks or whatever." And they said, "Nope. You are northern Mexicans. You're sodbusters. You're fucking farmers. You work with your hands. You're not part of us. Fucking farmers feed the whole country. Fuck you, farmers. I mean, that's such bullshit. It's so stupid. It's weird. Just well, call it out as stupid. It's super stupid." Well, it is, and again, and to this day, the, again, the northern Mexicans, uh, their symbol, the huelga bird, you know? The, the what? The huelga bird, the, it, it's a Mexican, the Mexican eagle. It's a Mexican eagle that, that has 14 steps. Okay. Uh, uh, what is it called? It, the huelga bird. Cesar Chavez, you know, Cesar Chavez and, and... Forgive me, I'm from Ohio. It's still a new thing for me. Yeah, well, well Cesar Chavez and... and yeah. Uh, oh, oh, 
That's got a name. I did not know that. I, I, get, the, I get the emails from the UFW. Well, yeah, that's a UFW signal. That's a, and again, but when the, the Mexican, the, the sons of the Mexican farmers that got sent to prison rallied around that symbol because the southern Mexicans didn't, be, didn't believe in that. Again, they thought we were a lower form of Mexican because we worked in the ground. And, and then we rallied around that because that's what Cesar Chavez rallying cry, you know, is the, the huelga bird. So you see a lot of northern Mexicans with that that symbol. People in L.A. will not fucking wear that symbol because it's it it, it, it seems lower status. So interesting. Right. Okay. You coming from Ohio, you wouldn't differentiate a Mexican from San Francisco or Los Angeles. To you, it's just a person. But being from the West Coast, it's almost mortal fucking enemies. Oh, our tribalism goes really deep. You know? Oh, yeah, it's, very it's, much. It's, it's, it's our worst quality as human beings. What do you very think of that, Kucho? So. Are you, uh, do you got some tribalism issues over there? And... Not at all. <laughs> That's good for you. I don't think so. No, I well, see, I, who I, I think with. you do. We have to find it because, again, like to me. We have to disregard the tribes. I think that we should just be a little bit omnivorous with who we hang out with and be open to other people, be open to other music. Other foods, and uh, I've but always had sports. This... How does sports oh, factor sports. into that? You know, I don't even like sports, but I had a guest come through our Airbnb, and she was a professional sports photographer. So I got on the Facebook and I connected with our, our one dude on the radio show, who the radio station who does a sports program, and I'm like, hey, she's going to be here while you know your show is going on. And they did the cutest fucking show. It was so cute. It was this woman who does professional photography of sports, and she's got some fantastic soccer, football, professional baseball. She lives in Texas, and she's just got some... It was a really interesting thing. But sports, I don't get it, but some people are really into it. And as long as it's not like you know guns or drugs or something super terrible... I'm totally. I don't even care if I'm not if I'm not into it at all. If other people, it gets them excited and it, it doesn't make them like beat on people in the parking lot and give them brain damage. I physical, mean, yeah, physical violence in sports yeah, is like, way too. Far. Like the drinking and then being a belligerent douchebag. I could do a lot less of that with the sports, but the people who are excited about their team and who it's like. When I was living in Scotland, my senior year of uh, college. We're going to talk about rugby right now or something. It's soccer. I went to the national. I went to football. Football. Yeah, football. it's football. Sorry. Rugby's Australian. What are you talking about? So I was, at the, British are pretty good. I was at the national team, and they were playing Switzerland, and they still did their anti-British cheers. It was so funny because they fucking hate England. Scotland kind of hates England. It was really funny, but it was sports. But they're all British. That's so weird. Nah, it in some of their minds, but it was really it was really interesting. It was very culturally yeah. interesting. Sports. Yeah, to, again, to me, sports is again, that's... You love it. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I love the tribal aspect of it as well, because to me, that, that's what it is. It's humans is just tribes. And that's one of what Tamara didn't come into work the other day because this is a woman in her mid-twenties 
didn't show up to work because her high school was playing their rival high school in basketball. And she had to be there to out-cheer the other team, you know? And, and it, again, it, I thought about that. If there's, again, tribalism in, in America especially, it's sports. It's sports. And to me, I, I think about baseball because my thing is baseball. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soccer. Well, I'm a soccer writer, and I love soccer, but I was raised with base, going to Candlestick Park and AT&T. You know, I'm a, I bleed black and orange. That's, that's my <laughs> shit, you know? And to me, the, the, the only thing that can really get me upset and get me riled up is a Dodger fan. It, as you bring up the Dodgers, and it, it, it genuinely upsets me. But you don't want to go beat he them. He yelled at a Dodger no. child. Uh, you yelled at a Dodger yeah. child? He was 15, and I was... He was a kid. I didn't. That's what his mom what, said. Yeah. He, I, I I'm was quoting here. He's just a child. I you wasn't know? vulgar. <laughs> I wasn't vulgar, and I wasn't is, rude. Again, to terrible. me, to me, okay, that I draw the line at vulgarity and violence. To children. If you're a, to anybody, <laughs> if you're a Giants fan and you're beating on a Dodger fan just because, no, yeah, that's not right. Fuck you, dude. You know that that's the line, vulgarity and violence. And the first baseball game I ever took Cujo to was a Giants Dodger game. Mm-hmm. Which may or may not have been Metallica a mistake. Night. <laughs> That's why I went. It, that is so perfect. Giants so and Dodgers. Giants and Dodgers is like oil and water. You know, you don't fucking mix these things. And this fucking kid just walked by. Like Eric, <laughs> the game was over. I get it. You have to walk away. You have to walk past me. Take your fucking Dodger hat off, bro. No. He does not have to take his hat off. No, he did it. He still had the jersey. He was fucked the other way. Yeah. Yeah. He probably had like a pin somewhere. Okay, I'll tell Okay. He was walking by. His parents were wearing giant gear, and he was wearing Dodger gear. So I said, hey, your parents are raising you wrong. And his mom stopped. He's only 15. He's only like, dude, I'm not being vulgar or I'm not beating on your kid, but you're still raising him wrong. And she was just, she just walked away enough. <laughs> but, but again, it, that sports in America brings out that tribalism in you. Yes, you know? and, and that's no problem as long as people stay sober enough to remember what they are saying and what they're doing. Yeah, do not hit people. Don't, don't. What the fuck? Don't drink yourself blotto and then just like go off and then like hope your lawyer can get you out of it because you know what? You're uh, screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A1, you're screwed. Yeah, no. Don't, don't do, and again, I, I, sports... America bring that tribalism is this is what we believe in. Oh my god, we're talking about sports. I'm gonna wrap this up, man, because we've been talking for like two hours plus. Are there very, are much, there... very much so two hours plus? Okay, yes. So, thank you everyone for sticking with us. And uh, <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> you better still be here listening, but uh, it's always fun to hang out with you guys. And uh, we'll be working on your Salinas Underground playlist. Uh, I'm expecting to hear something from you or your artist friend. I said bus driver. I, I was so proud oh, of no, that. Oh, no, about the Orozco image. I'm just following up on a few other things. He's not uh, my... Things. He's our IT guy that oh, I hired. We got to hire him back. Uh, he's, he's a real nerd. I like that guy. 
food changes the town. We got the Steinbeck thing covered. We got this covered. It would be super fun to do a show with you guys. You come down to San Luis Obispo County. I will show you that beyond there be dragons and a few wineries and some good food. And we can throw it down in our little kitchen in uh, La Casita. And That's I all I cook. want. That's all I want. And then I didn't want to be... So like I know somebody that can that can do it, but oh, I, I want to I want to cook by the fucking ocean with wineries. Right? You can't there. see. Well, you can see it from our driveway, but you can't. Uh, you said I could hear the ocean. You can. You can hear it. You just said see you it. You could hear the cars honking oh, by the ocean. No, 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 no. It's not that way. Oh my god! Today I'm out there and like this morning. Get. I was trying to get in line for the the breakfast at the eco farm i have some tickets so i wanted, I wanted to get a good parking spot get and, a, and a, get in line for this food that was really freaking great so what they're doing is they're serving a hundred percent organic food to a thousand plus people Jesus. per meal so it's like how to do that on a scale of like institutional scale and it's it's not done frequently because it takes more work it's easier to do something quicker and faster and dirtier. But, oh, my gosh, the food's been two thumbs up, Eco Farm. Good job. Keep up the good work. I'm going to dinner tomorrow. So keep it well, up. And also, and I, I definitely have to thank you for this because this is all you. The What are those two parties that we've gone oh, the, to? The, at the, the uh, dance parties over at the... Uh, the first one, the first one was fun. The second one I loved, but... I I was out of my element. I was out of my element. My whole plan changed that day. It really did. But and the first one was super fun. I thought that that's well, what we were going to I love the second one more, believe it really? or not. I know that my personality was more like very reserved and like what the fuck serious. is going on. Oh very, oh, very much. And that to me, again, you don't know Where me very you, much. Pujo? We missed you. You were at a you had a gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Last yeah. Kuja had a, had a very... No, thing. I had already planned it. I just didn't check the schedule right or something. I don't remember. Well, no, I loved it because, again, it was just me and you, so I felt like I had to be more, like, in tune with everything and all that. <laughs> and then you were like, you got to eat this, you got to eat that. And I was like, yeah, I might like that. And you were like, no, you're going to like it. And then you would go get it. Because, you know... And then like- that's when I was like... This seafood, I, I've been eating canned tuna, and I think I'm a seafood lover my whole life. Oh, yeah. This is all changing, you know, and and, and you kept, you know, feeding me pretty much. That's what it was. You kept fucking feeding me, and you would bring it and like, eat it, eat it, eat it. And, oh, and, my God. And I, I loved everything about it. I know it didn't seem that way because I was just, I was just trying to wrap my head around like, oh, man, I have to do this all alone. And but I loved every single bit of it. Oh, that's so awesome to and, hear! And and it, it has made me just want to do more. You know, like well, I've already gone that far. Let's see what else I can do. And then you started a wine a wine podcast with a friend of yours. Well, yeah, and and again, and that that's where I was again thinking more more closely to it. It was like, well, wine is just different than just pouring a glass of wine and drinking it. You know, and the listeners, Oz was not going to try any white wine at all. He was like Mr. Red Wine all or night. Or raw fish. Or, or raw fish. No, and you were like, what the hell are you going to do here? There's some ceviche. He's like, oh, I don't know if I do raw fish. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, yeah, man. Yeah, here it is. These people here are going to be just like bringing their A game. And 
I, I knew somebody who I told him that that chef and, and you guys highlighted it on your show the chef who made that thing with the salmon that had that creme fraiche and it had salmon roe in the creme fraiche it was off the hook when I seriously started to eat it and I had to turn around and go back to the chef and say like oh my god what the hell is in that thing he's like oh I snuck the dude yeah they looked the like they looked like little pancakes oh the one where I said, I'm going to find the bacon of the sea? Yes. And the, oh. And so I told a friend of mine, like, hey, that guy had the best food there last year. Make sure you go get some. Oh, He's the one who had the pig. He was doing those pork sliders with the head of the pig there on the... It's, it's I love the, showing that picture out. You know what? It's I the, love it's, showing that picture we, It's John Fink, Chef John Fink from The Whole Beast. up in, He's got a little restaurant up in San Francisco now, and... I told a friend of mine, he's like, oh, I saw the line for it. I didn't wait for it. I'm like, wait, 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 what? You didn't, like, wait in line for the best fucking food of the evening because you thought it was going to take, like, five minutes? You don't have five minutes for fucking fantastic? Come on, it, man. Oh, yeah, that, that guy knows this stuff. But, well, actually, uh, speaking of that, you recently, he opened a seafood place on um, in the ferry building, right? I and, think so, yes. Yeah. We got to go do that. I know you messaged that. I want to go to San Francisco to eat some food. Well, there's that. But he's also the guy who I reached out to when we talked to Chef Javier about maybe doing a pop-up dinner in Salinas on the east side. And you're going to need a local chef who knows where to get stuff and how to source stuff. And that evening, I pitched Chef John Fink. And I said, hey, could you help us out with this? And he said, oh, yeah. So, you know, we're slowly going to build this really cool thing. And Cujo, if you blow us off a third time, I don't know. You might not know what you're getting into. I might have to. You might have to show up. (laughs) It's such good food. Yeah, we'll make it work. Okay, well, uh, anything else there, Oz? Oh, yes, yes. I found, um, again, there was this Mexican broccoli I I had brought up (laughs) earlier. Yes. That Tell I was wondering that. Um, right before we started. Three hours later, bro. <laughs> well, it's called Huasontle. Huasontle, apparently. How do you Hua- spell that? H U A U Z O N T L E. Huasontle is a common Mexican vegetable related to the common American weed goosefoot that vaguely resembles broccoli, although the stems are much thinner and support fewer leaves. It looks like like this. Google it, people. I have never seen that before. And it's not broccoli rab, which is different, which looks like a kind of wimpy version of broccoli. Broccoli is really burly. What about broccolini? Have you ever had broccolini? And that's the same thing as broccoli rab, I think. Do you know what that is? It's like this long thing. It's like sprouted long... broccoli. Yes. I saw them harvesting it here in Salinas. They just let, they let the broccoli sprout. They let it go to flower. They let it go to flower, and the heads flower out, and then the the sides sprout out, and that's what they chop up. You know, when you're from the Midwest, I got to say, we don't grow broccoli in large fields, and so as I'm driving through, as I first moved here, I'm like, what the hell is that smell? And it's like oh, a whole field of broccoli. Oh, yeah. You're like, I, I think I know what that smell is, but what is that? Because it's, it's like, it's it's folks out east, it is, it is a pungent... It's not a, it's not an unpleasant smell, but you need to know what it is to realize. Like I love broccoli, and that's what it smells like. When you steam green 
stemmy vegetables. You That's know. the smell. Yeah. You know, but it's, cabbage it, it, it's or broccoli all or whatever, over the throw field. it in a pot and steam it. it yeah. That's what you get. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly, exactly. But yeah, when I saw them harvesting broccoli, it's like, you let it sprout? Like, and, um, and yeah, but the, this vegetable here, it, it's an ancient Mexican vegetable. And speaking, uh, again, anybody that's listening two hours and 22 minutes into this podcast if you're listening listen uh, to the uh, our Javier Placencia interview our longest either- episode ever right I'm no. wrong no Bro. really we started with three hour episodes three hour episodes that were mostly like we're losing kids uh, what do you want to talk about know. All of this is filled. This is filled with knowledge. He says his head's in the pizza box. He's kind of sleepy. Oh, <laughs> I got a new bedtime, bro. I'm fucking. Well, spe- <laughs> speaking of that, uh, l- let's get into the real stuff. Raquel, Raquel, you're not from here. No. Um, you didn't know any of these foods be- before here. How would you sa- you as a non-Salinan? How would you sell Salinas, uh, at least downtown Salinas? How no. would you get people to come here? Hmm. Did you enjoy what you ate? Oh, yeah. The food, the food was great. Very generous uh, providers here. And uh, the beer was super awesome. Really enjoyed that. And this last one was a coffee porter. Coffee stout. I'm not even really into stout, and I'm looking at my empty glass, and I guess I guess I am. So, uh, Wait, Where know. are you staying? Or... or- Got to clean out of bed. Okay. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. No, I'm. Um, a, you're. Are you? I have a place that I'm supposed to stay in Monterey, but uh, maybe tomorrow. Mark Anderson. Hey, Mark Anderson. I'm calling. I'm calling no, you no, up, no. bro. No, we have a. We have a separate. Just kidding. I love you, bro. Location, but uh, yeah, you know, I love coming up to the. I just freaking love the northern central coast and driving. I've been doing a bunch of different drives up to San Jose and through. To, from Santa Clara to San Ho- Santa Cruz, and it's just—it's a really pretty c- county. And well, that's what I love is. about you, Central Coast Foodie. Is when you go to centralcoastfoodie.com, you can find stuff from Santa Cruz to Santa Barbara. You're not like Central Coast Foodie, like oh, I only do San Luis Obispo and Paso Robles. Oh, you like, know what? No, uh, that you're would be Central super bo- Coast. You're yeah. you're. You can you can find a it's place three, that, that it's you. It's three hundred miles long. The Central Coast. It's it's a it, long it way. Is, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little overwhelming, which is why I'm sometimes kind of slow as a glacier. But I am I'm inevitable like a glacier. So like look out, and if you Make have. Make sure you sink the Titanic. <laughs> that was a nice. Book, it needed book, to go, man. Time. It was a little too big, but uh, if you have recommendations that we should be having on our website and. Uh, good places to get good beer, like XL Public House in Salinas, right across from the Steinbeck Center, in this beautiful downtown of your charming little town that you can't what? see from the highway. Get yourself off the <laughs> We're flat. We're flat. Get yeah. off the yeah, highway. We're flat. Drive east and west. It's important to go both directions. You can go check That's out true. north, yeah, Very too. true. Yeah, the highway goes literally right through the middle of town. It, it's it's the same thing that happened Both in my ways. hometown in Dayton, Ohio. Is that they I have I live at the juncture of Interstate seventy and Interstate seventy five, and uh, it's not right there in the middle of town, but like you've got these two monster interstates that go all the way across the country, and they just like chopped off one part. They cut through a neighborhood that used to be cohesive, 
And just like your neighborhoods got split, chop. Just because the people who didn't have the money to pay the lawyers to make sure that didn't happen to them, that's what happened to their neighborhood. It happens every single place. And I'm fucking sick of it, you know? I'm so sick of the contempt that I see or disinterest. Disregard or disinterest in people who are different from you. And I'm just... I'm not sure how I got, like, blessed with an interest in other people. Maybe it was from reading books uh, written by people who were different from me, but go to the goddamn library and get a fucking library card and check <laughs> something out and just open your mind. It's you a, could read shit online nowadays. <laughs> you can also get some I can, e-books. I, can, I, I finally it's can the talk way to, to somebody go. that knows. Will die, but it's but there. no. Things fall apart. Oh, Chinua Achebe. Right? Oh, it's such a great Dude, book. I, I bring up Okwanko so much, and people go, Okwanko, <laughs> what it's is really, that? It's a like, dude, it's don't a really you good get story. it? That, that is the story of humanity. It's it, true. It, 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 you want to fight and fight and fight for, for this ancient way, but no, humanity moves forward moves forward and you have to mold with it and, and deal with it. So you like tribes when it comes to sports, but when it's tribes that are associated with like holding on to the past and unwilling to change, that kind of what we would call reification or reified if something is reified it is like concretized it has turned into something that if you move it, it breaks so it's reified and, and that's not a healthy thing you you don't want to be the oak that falls over in the, or the juniper, I guess, that falls over in the wind. You want to be something more flexible because you know about other cultures, you're open, you're not just like, nope, it's just my white, right wing, we libertarian were, fucking tea party tribe. Me and Kuja were talking about this with eucalyptus trees early, earlier in the week. <laughs> There's um, a, where we work across the street. There's a row of eucalyptus trees that that I guess they put for beauty at some point, but eucalyptus trees can't handle the the central coast wind. It's pretty fucking windy there, so these trees just keep falling apart. Yeah. Every every year these these trees get smaller and branches land on cars. And it's like, remember wow. mine? Yeah. Two, well, it, oh, it was the whole thing was, fell around my it car. Was, yeah. Did it land on your car? Not at no. all. It oh, went around. It, yeah. <laughs> this, so lucky. It, it, yeah. A branch fell. That that fell with like a ninety degree angle. That that caused this this little kind of half of a rectangle. That half of a rectangle was around his car. That was perfect. It, yeah, it was so weird. But if it would have fallen on his car, that that branch would have crushed his car. So the eucalyptus and it's like, is not. Why are you forcing this tree to yeah. live here? You know, we have cypress trees, we have coastal redwoods that are designed to handle this wind. That if you look at this tree, the left side of the tree is completely barren, but the right side had these branches that are flowing to the right. Yeah, you know, and 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 this this Australian eucalyptus just falls apart every year when the when the storms come in. You know, so it's like, why do we keep trying to force this? Uh, you know, so the for next- the evolution of the next, next. Um, you know, koalas on there. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, eucalyptus grow really fast, so oh, they? they're really fast growers. And uh, 
I met some friends down in Peru who said they love the eucalyptus because it's it's great for burning in fireplaces. Oh. It grows really fast. I never even thought about that. Yeah, so. So free firewood, huh? I just need to <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's a little... It's a bitch to clean up, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Those things fall down and it's just like, well, call the city, then you can clean this. <laughs> but, the, but the idea of supporting the... The natural yeah, producers in your area with well, web- fire isn't well, it is natural, I guess. But but your but your but your food and drink, I think, is uh-huh. a that's what I'm most interested in. I love the nature, and I I can't tell you since I heard your episode about uh, going up to the top of Fremont Peak mm-hmm. and looking at the fireworks on Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally want to do that. It's like you're seeing the fireworks from above. That was that sounded really cool. If I think you, you should have, do another field trip. If you have expensive fireworks, they go a thousand feet in the air. Fire, Fremont's Peak is thirty two hundred feet. You're looking down on them. Um, and again, one a turn to the left, you're looking down Salinas Valley. A turn to the right, you're looking down Santa Clara Valley. A, a turn to the middle, you're looking down Santa Cruz and Watsonville. And I, again, thank you for you know, thanks for bringing that up because. It's 20 minutes away. You know what? Seriously, people, Monterey, I'm always amazed when I plug in like where I'm going on the on the on the smartphone because it's just easier for me. I'm always blown away by how close it is. Like I'm over there in Seaside. I'm like, okay, how far am I going to take me to get to Salinas? 19 minutes. (laughs) Like, really? That's it? I live in Los Osos in San Luis Obispo County. Paso Robles is 40 minutes away. And people drive there to go to have dinner. It's close enough. I mean, but that is further away from from where we live you than look way closer than I thought you did. Then Mon- <laughs> well, from Monterey to no, it's it's from our house to Paso Robles is 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I'm and then from he- how long from here? It's 2 hours. From here to your place? Probably from to here, Paso Robles, yeah, about two hours. So we're just not that far. Not at all. There are not dragons down there. And if there are, we'll, 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 we'll time on. Down to smite. Hold on. That's the second day. What do you do this dragon thing? You do this thing. You said early on, you're like, I don't even know what's down there. It's like beyond there be the, dragons. Yeah, on maps when they didn't know the Los what Los to Los draw, dragons? like they didn't know what the hell was there. Uh, you unex- would say I like brought it on, I brought unex- it on myself. Darby Dragons. No, it did, yeah. uh, Mr. Fremont did not have the cell phone to be able to put in the Google Maps and check it all out. Dude, what an asshole that dude was. I went to Fremont Elementary. <laughs> um, but John C. Fremont was such a dick where he was like, yo, we're going to go through Oregon to find the Pacific Ocean. He said, hey, what if we go left? What if we? I'll take twenty-four Marines and let's go left and see when the Mexicans tell us to stop. And they did it until they got to this mountain, <laughs> and then they got into a fight. And um, but yeah, what a dick he was! But so American, so American. Well, you might have more information than I do. I've only heard about him through reading. Um, John C. Fremont. Yes. Oh well, I okay. I went to Fremont Elementary. John. Well, oh, you C. probably Fre- know about him a lot more than I do. Yeah, well, again, uh, when John T. Fremont wa- was uh, a Marine, count- oh, we're two and a half hours into this. Oh, like, how long do people listen to this thing? Is this still interesting? No, 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 it's not. It, <laughs> it, it, Kuja's it, phone is running out. It's it, 1130. 
it it it, might, it may or may not. It does be not happen every day, people. That's no. why we're still here talking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We. So Fremont, fucker, come on. It's. Well, we've known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we've known uh, Rachel here as, as long as, not as long as the podcast's been around, but at least a year until the podcast yeah. has been around. So. You get an extra hour. <laughs> yeah. Extra hour. So I sent um, them a tweet, and I said, "Hey, I want to discover some food trucks. Could you show me around your area?" And it was really cute. I heard back right away, like, "Oh yeah, that'd be great." And then there was nothing else. That was it. And then a couple days later, there was like, "Oh, I got so excited! I forgot to like finish my finish my tweet." And. Uh, so, so we continued to uh, to connect, and it was a it was it was really fun. Like I said, I asked some stupid questions. So I'm a little embarrassed about my my performance on that uh, that part of the of the podcast, but I uh, um I I brought you up um, several several times, and um. Uh, again, uh, I because you're interested in food and culture and openness, like I am. That's yeah, wh- that's and, why we're and, talking. Well, and and being from Salinas, it's easy to discount. Like, uh, uh, uh Salinas is just just a violent town, and and it sucks, and and I hate it, and all that. And then it's like, and well, I'm. Uh, I don't mean to bring you into uh, our sadness of our town, but last year we literally a homicide record. You know, four, forty people got killed in this town last year, more than ever. Twelve people more than ever. Actually, we didn't wow. break the record by one or two. It was twelve <laughs> more people. But and I asked Kujo, like, how did that affect you? And Kujo looks at me like, I don't know. My life didn't change at all. And I look at him like, dude, uh, my life didn't change at all either, you know? It's like these 40 people got killed in this town, but it's still a, a town, you know? It's still fucking... I I, I, I feel weird because I always compare... Flint, Flint, to me, was always my comparison to Salinas of Flint. At least we're not Flint. You know, Flint, Michigan has a, a 40... Oh. 40 40 people per 100,000 murder rate, and we only have 15, you know? Hey, we're super safe. And then now they got lead water and that all this just, shit. It's so appalling. What uh, and, and then, like, the follow-up to a stupid decision is to try to lie about it. Actually, you I know mean, what? I mean, it's just um, unbelievable to me. You know what, Rachel? You might, you might, you, you'll actually definitely have a different perspective in this. Uh, one thing right now that we're upset about is the people that run for a city council or county supervisor or state assemblyman is the same person. You know, for us, you could go back 20 years and it's the same people running for office. Is that normal? Is that uh, down down there in, in uh, no. San Luis Obispo? It's, it's not like it's all one person. It's nope. like for each one, there's one person running for each nope. one. Nope, it's different. In fact, uh, the person who's running for district five, I'm sorry, he's, he's running for the board of supervisors for district five. District 5, I, I bumped into him. He's a fellow farmer at the Eco Farm, and we were chatting. And that's the cool thing about this conference is like, oh, what's going on with you? I thought he was like another, you know, the guy who's, his wife raises chickens. They're out in Pozo. He's like, oh, I'm running for, I'm running for supervisor. I'm like, right, right the fuck on. You're here at Eco Farm 
You obviously care about water resources and making sure that uh, he started what um, he started some some interesting agricultural efforts to try to control things that were happening from going out of control in our county. And uh, he was there at the eco farm. So, and there were all these young people at this conference. A lot of young people. I'm like. They are in your district, your prospective district, and a lot of people, I hate to say it, your age and younger, don't get out to vote. They don't understand how important it is to vote. So We've given up on it. You should not give up. Don't, don't, don't listen to him. Don't give no, up on voting. I think it, and it don't started to from him. local. local um, you just have to have somebody. If there was somebody exciting, if Felipe Hernandez was running here, not in Watsonville, but here in Salinas... You would have people excited because that person well, is a mover and a shaker. Actually, Can well, I just add to that and say I saw him at the last Metalogy show? Yeah, yeah. No, he Dude, was there. He yeah, was there. He was no, but, a drink. Okay, was but awesome. his, his one of one of his best friends is Luis Alejo. Luis Alejo is one of his best friends that they've been together since the nineties doing the Brown Beret stuff. Well, Luis Alejo is a state assembly member from Santa Cruz County. He wants to move up in the, in the state of, in state of elections. So right now he moved to Salinas to be a county supervisor here. But in 2018 he still has aspirations to run for a state. Well, if he's office. doing something to try to help his community and he's got some good he's ideas. He's not from here. He moved to Salinas so he could so he could be Does uh, he just want a job or does he want to help people? Well, that's the question. That's honestly the question. Well, because he's him. from Watsonville. He's from Watsonville. He's not from Salinas, but this this district one uh, supervisor job. Provide the district one Monterey County supervisor is the the supervisor for Salinas. Perhaps Salinas should, and Prunedale. Perhaps you should, you should think about uh, if you're saying that you often get the same freaking people running for the same positions. Perhaps you should do a show on who might be a good person or a good personality type to who would I want to have running? Because the cool thing about running your own show is you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And so why don't you get out there and say, like, you know what I want to see? I want to see this, 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 and this. You are a consumer as a a person who's involved in democracy. And you should... You have your own podcast. You should tell people what you want to hear and what you want to see and the kind of behavior you want to observe in your community and then vote to make it happen. I agree. I agree, and I like that. And, I, and, I, and I, again, that, that's why... I'm Go on glad, the offense. Glad, make it yeah, happen. Yeah. Inspire them and you say, like... You could always run yourself. You, sh- oh. you could always I, run no, yourself. Oh, I'm fucking tired... So, because people, of that noise... So many people sh- have fucking told me to do it. I don't well, want to. I don't want <laughs> to. Okay, well then don't. But find somebody else who will be a good person. So, in this case... Find someone you can manipulate. No, no, no. Puppet government. <laughs> Just in be this like case, this and they'll be Putin. like... Eric Mickelson, he's Vladimir a, Putin. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not eligible. Putin! He's not eligible. So, so, this farmer who I was talking with, he's from Pozo. He's interested in water issues. He's interested in San Luis Obispo County and the he's got a lot of students who live in his district who don't go out to vote so that's why I encouraged him like 
find out what they want to know. And you're saying that millennials are a lot more interested in the provenance of their food and blah, blah, blah. He's at the eco farm, man. I'm going to give him a big boost by saying, like, look who I'm here with at the eco farm. The dude who's running for supervisor to replace a truly terrible person who is like super duper libertarian sellout tea party, blah, blah, blah. Who needs more of that? People who want to be in government, who hate government. So once they get in there, they don't make anything happen. So we don't need yeah, more of that. I completely agree. Yes. So. Well, I think we've got enough on the uh, Salinas Underground playlist. And hopefully we're going to hook up with uh, some other issues and items that we've been working on. So that uh, when I, it comes time to release the, my version of the Chef Javier interview, which is different than the one you're going to hear on the podcast here, because I include the whole thing with all the banter and the funny stuff, and it's just like, it's so great, because it's like the real people, and I, you, you cut out a bunch of stuff just in order to focus on the message of the chef, but the whole conversation, I think, is really important. You should have been there, Kujo. He's throwing us under the bus. No, I am not. <laughs> I am saying that... Uh, yeah, I should have been there, definitely, but... What the hell was I doing that Sunday? You were asleep at nine in the morning. No, That's what you were doing. No, no. More it than was, like, no, I had like a, a show before or something. A, it was a gig. It was a gig. All so right, so, screw you. So do, do I, did I, uh, I don't want to be a, 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 a one fur or whatever you called it, like a one-timer. Onesies? A onesie. <laughs> I'm not a onesie. So like this is You part, better come back tomorrow. Part, I can't. I can't. I got to go. I got to do other things. But I don't want to be a onesie, but I want to do a cooking episode of this next time. So here we're sitting around the table eating oh. eating some tasty food, but we need to next time be like making something with our hands I, and eating I it later. I wonder if they'll let us bring in like hot plates and like a, what do you call it, Jeff Foreman grill, and we'll just make a bunch of stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> we can pick a Gregor grill wherever. So I'm, do I get to come back? Off? Mike. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, want, definitely. I want to bring a regular grill wherever and some, a kitchen. I, I like a regular that. grill? A regular grill? With your kitchen maid or kitchen To me, a kitchen, uh, a grill is just a stove. <laughs> no, I, a grill like is a just a George stove. Foreman, man. Like with the, with the lines, like the toast came out, like that. <laughs> what is that called? I'm sorry, a chib, not chibata. A panini press. Is that what you're talking about? You know what? I am, but no. What the hell was it this called? It doesn't sound cool to call it a panini press, but that's what it's called. It's in here. Are we done? Yeah. yeah. Are we done? Because, oh man, all this food was so delicious. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Who? Uh, let's, let's give another shout out to Blue Aces Bake Shop. Blue Aces Bake Shop. Dubbers. Dubbers gave us the hot dogs. Oh, the pastries and the meringue. The pastries and meringue came from Blue Aces. Adrian, what up, Adrian? And and the meringue, that was so great. And the and the pizza and the bruschetta. That's pizza the and bruschetta came from 201. We had Georgia. to put the bruschetta together, but whatever. <laughs> We're capable. Okay. Yeah. We can do it. We did it. Still here it was you guys fucking it. awesome. <laughs> And we're at Dubbers. We got the hot dog from Dubbers. Let's thank the XL Public House for having us. We're the uh-huh. only bad beer. Is an empty one because we're always here. Super good beers. I think and, we're the um, last ones here. No, there's man. All the yeah, bartenders. Let's just hit me and stay with you. Yeah. We're the last ones. They want us out. Let's go. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you, you for so traveling much. all the way out here just for us and screw everything else, right? Absolutely. 